here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Brit Rest Roundtable. This is season two, episode four, if I can count properly, which is somewhat up for debate. Um sorry we're a bit late. Um illness, scheduling, editing time, you know, etc. etc. Um The boys were over in Germany for the sixteen carat wrestling festival over the weekend, so this is their live episode. Um while they were there they did do a bunch of interviews but that's like last year. We're going to be putting out a uh, interview pack um, that's going to come out next Tuesday. Uh, so this will just be them running down the shows while they were there. Uh, hope you enjoy. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Oberhausen once again for 16 Karat Gold 2018. Mm. It's very exciting. We've got an absolute bumper lineup of shows to get through, and we started off last night. Um, with me today, obviously, is Big On Furious. Hey! But we've also got Mike Kilby. Good morning. <laughs> Big Mike Kilby, and last night we were wearing t shirts with his face on it. <laughs> I actually came, nearly came in this morning wearing my one because I actually had got my own one and I, was, I nearly came in wearing it. And I was like, oh. that's maybe for another day. Yeah. A lot of people were marking out for him. Yeah, it was like someone who said, what was it? What was the quote yesterday with that guy? Oh, which one? The guy who was like, oh, that's jumping or something. Yeah, oh, uh, that's fucking jumping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he's in a band apparently. I, I didn't know. That's obviously that's the, that's the hip slam today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was fucking jumping. The uh, infamous Cerberus Forsyth t-shirts. Dan, Dan Moore. There, may, there may actually have to be a second run because, yeah, like, there was about three or four tweets <laughs> yesterday saying that they want one. And they, they, came out, they came out a lot better than I thought they would as well. So. And obviously the genesis of the creation of these t-shirts can be heard in our Tag League <laughs> review show. There you go, it's a nice callback there. Uh, but yeah, we were in a circle last night, which is sort of the badge of honour uh, for those of us attending 16 Carat every year. 
Um, I think it's like you get the, the top ten percent of the people that are going to, to carry it. <laughs> you know, as as Alan Forrell put it in his commentary, there are luminaries in the building. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. And most of them were wearing Mike Kilby t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, 100%. We say 170 people. Well, they reckon about 170, 180 yesterday. Yeah, which is bigger than. Should have said 160 paid, and plus us. us. <laughs> us scammed our way in. So. Like how many of us there were. Um, yeah, so 117 yesterday. According to the official Dubix on Twitter, so I'm going to go by that. Um, Why would they lie? Well, yeah. So that's more than Five Star got for Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> and in yeah, their big arena. Belfast, we, had, we just was just in Jacobi's garage, which is <laughs> kind of the beauty of it. But. Oh, what a beautiful garage to have wrestling in. I mean, yeah, we had some great matches. It's a really interesting like venue in general. It's kind of like it does. I'm I'm somebody who I'm at the cockpit every single week, and what I love about the cockpit is how close you are, and like this is the cockpit, but half the size. Mm. You know, it's I do I do and I. It's a really really interesting like unique venue for. I, I love snug venues. Yeah. I always loved the fiction because it was so small, but like. Um, with the academy, it's just—it's such a small building that you get like any time, like any kind of chance starts. It's like it's so loud mm. yeah. straight away just because of the, the enclosed space. Yeah, and then, like the big high ceilings as well. And it does like if you, yeah, so you, you can get, still do shit on the top if right. If you get a good like um, yeah, that's, that's like the compared to somewhere like you know like Resistance Gallery or try to compare like little tiny venues like the Resistance Gallery and the uh, Dingwalls in Camden. Like, yeah, you're not walking... There's not a part of the ring where there's a disco ball in the way or something like that, <laughs> which is sometimes the case. I, I get the feeling Chris Brooks could probably stand on the top rope and not hit his head. Yeah, well, he was sat on the top rope, so, yeah. It's a great, great venue, and I say. It's, I, I couldn't watch a show there every weekend, I don't think, but at the same time, like, it, it's a bit of the badge of honour, really, for yeah. people making the trip over. It's my second one, you've done three now. But oh, yeah, we're ahead now. <laughs> We've collected more badges of honour. <laughs> I'm going to have to come for an academy show, just like... Just <laughs> to get back off season. Get yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do we want to uh, run through the whole show, or just pick out bits and um, pieces? Well, everything was really good, so yeah. I, I think it's going to be difficult to just pick out highlights. <laughs> we can um, go from it, the top The then. card looked really good, like on paper. It was like, if, if half of this delivers, it's going to be a really good show. And it, yeah. like, almost everything delivered. I even like... Uh, so they opened it with um, Travis Banks and Alex James. And they did like an arm match, um, uh, AJ working over Travis's arm. And it was an effective little story that kind of ran all the way through. Technically really good. Yeah. It's like when um, I saw Alexander James last year, I'd seen him loads of times before on tape and it, I was never really that bothered about him. But when you see him in person, you can see mm. all the tiny little things that he does sort of, it, uh, while putting moves on, yeah. he's playing to everyone in the building. He's not playing to the, the cameras so much, but he's playing to the people in the building. I think especially with saying about Alexander James, I didn't really get a lot of chance to see him at Tagley because I missed him in a circle and I missed him at the Fan Expo last year. So I think I only saw him... In like a four-way. Oh yeah, he was in that four-way. Yeah. He may have been on a second match, which I can't remember, I think, unfortunately for the life of me, but... Um, it's going to be a real like he kind of came out of the last weekend kind of covered in the last big weekend covered in flowers in a way and I think you know this is going to be really I'm really looking forward to this weekend simply for the chance of seeing a lot more of him um, as well as a lot of other people but yeah I think this back 
it was it was um, classic vicious Travis again, um, which you know. Whether or, whether or not it works in a lot of places, but I think de- yesterday it definitely did work. You know, mm. the chops. I think it depends how how exposed he is. Yeah. Um, part of the issue with progress is that he's been on so many shows doing the same thing. Yeah. It's just I think a lot of the fans are kind of burned out on him. Whereas yeah. WXW used to, he hasn't been over here. He's only wrestled on the London shows, so the crowds are not so familiar with it. And it's, it's so fresh. he can try different things. As you know, maybe. Yeah, he's got all stuff in his locker, so it's yeah. not like oh, that's your that's you done as a, as a main event guy yeah. it's a case of you might have to change it up definitely and I, I thought there was one moment in this match uh, where you, you and I looked at each other on and it, when you, uh, Alex James went for the arm like maybe one too many times as Travis was sort of building up steam we were like oh he's He's too hyper focused on the arm. <laughs> I thought that was really fun Cause it, it was it was a pretty basic match to like get us going but like it had everything done really really well to a very high standard yeah, and I thought that, sense in that, match. that moment yeah. just sort of built it to a higher level like it went beyond just you know two guys having a scrap to yeah they both have a goal in mind and one of them's kind of overstretching here and in the end it kind of cost him well the logic of it was that um, AJ only had one plan yeah. and Travis shrugged it off and, lo- and that's that's, that's why he won yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that set them both up very nicely for the weekend obviously uh we were talking about the mini story between yeah, the mini CCK story and being Alexander James. Alexander James has Chris Brooks this evening, yeah, uh, or Friday night, um, and Travis is. They Travis got Haskins, but it's say it's yeah. There's possibility of maybe a mm. CCK uh, James match. You know, maybe you know they might even just go CCK James and versus James and Haskins. I think I think would have been a nice thing to have Yearn in there. But, uh, yeah, yeah it's a shame. But, um, you know, it's one of these things maybe later on in the weekend you might you do get the opportunity to play around with some of the people like that. So, yeah, mini storylines. There's a, there's, a there's a few on this show, I think, mm. and, uh, yeah, quite interesting to see. Uh, second match on the card was Julian Pace and Tim Thatcher. Like, we're always, like, really excited to see Timothy Thatcher uh, because he has, like, the best face. Yes. Like, his facial reactions <laughs> to things. When he's putting on a hold and he's doing that whole snarling business is like there's nobody who has those kind of facials was, was this the thing you're saying he was in the he was showing the face to everybody yeah yeah like yeah. so I, I had to like elbow Ollie and say like look at look at what he's look at his face <laughs> and yeah. he was still like holding on to that like thing until everyone fucking saw yeah he, was, he, like. he had um he had him in the arm bar didn't he yeah that was when he was like just going around cranking showing it. everyone yeah that was really good like he wasn't focused on the submission he was focused on Getting the intensity over, which was really cool. I thought the brilliant is this obviously the match against Julian Pace, so the Academy Cup holder. Um, before the match, he had a bit of a, uh, <laughs> you know, a bit of a problem. I think maybe one to watch out for on the underground. But uh, during the entrance, he ran over which he ran over a, a stunt, stunt granny. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was an elderly lady at, at ringside, and he just plowed straight into her and knocked her flat on the floor. Who, according, according to Tass on Twitter, was a uh, staff member's <laughs> staff member grandmother. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he excess, he, he, if you're going to knock over a granny, that's probably not the granny to knock I over. I think it's like, yeah, the head of media's like grandmother, yeah. so he's gonna, she's going to make him look like crap on the VOD, maybe, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> Uh, there's a couple of little things. Um, I forgot to mention, um, Tommy wasn't here, so CMJ was doing the ring announcement. Uh, he announced uh, Timothy Thatcher was hailing from next door. 
Because <laughs> yeah, next door being like the academy's uh, rooms and stuff mm. where uh, Thatcher stays when he's in Europe. Um, <clears throat> my favourite thing about this whole match was when you get Thatcher, he's not going to do all the uh, bullshit of like uh, slapping his thigh to make a noise. He's just going to fucking thump you. Mm. And the, the difference in tone between like a, a thigh slap like here's a boot to the face slap uh, and him just going like across uh, someone's chest the difference in noise is yeah. that much more tangible in a smaller space yeah he yeah. certainly beat up young Julian oh there. yes <laughs> yeah, he thumped him Pace got his bullied him. again I think Pace is somebody who's got a real good chance of breaking out this weekend because he's in the this evening he's in the um, the, the last I, I call it the last chance battle right it's not that it's the um the alternate four way, which is mm. now going to be replaced. Yeah, you'll actually get into it's, the a, it's a qualifier for the um, the missing yearn spot versus Star tonight. Yeah, we we're going to see him. I think he's on about three matches on. He's on. He's on two matches on Saturday afternoon so far confirmed, and that's without him being on the main show. So mm. in the cult show Saturday morning, he's on Wrestling Deutschland. So he's a busy <laughs> boy. He's going to be a busy boy this weekend. So I think that's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see. How, you know, I think like Caspin kind of. Broke out the mug last 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 yeah. um, carrot. I think Julian Pace. Julian Pace. He was in. I think in a similar sort of position to where he was last year. But he's, he's definitely he's a prospect, uh, young Julian. Yeah, yeah. And I say he's he's kind of got. You say you're saying about like um, Thatcher with the face. I think Julian, Julian Pace has kind of got. He's kind of one of the most like. Um, I don't really know what the word is like. Like wholesomely. Like, he's he's, oh, he's, a, he's a blue eye, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. he's a very wholesome sort of wrestler, and I, I like <clears throat> that that kind of with with, with I think WXW in a, in a way is a very dark promotion <laughs> in terms of like characters. I think yeah, and quite a lot of sort of dark, and I think having people are messed up. Have maybe like with the likes things. of Julian Pace and you know I think you know JFK to a certain extent as well. You know, there's it's quite nice to have these kind of like wholesomely good and cool sort yeah. of kids um kind of going around and. I think it's going to be an until one of them turns into a complete them. bastard. Well, <laughs> yeah, at all. as is unfortunately the case as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, third match on the show: uh, Chris Brooks and David Starr. Uh, another really good match. They did a lot of very strong comedy in this one. Oh yeah, really yeah. from the day Using... a couple of weeks, two or three months ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I say it was a very comedy based match, and. Um, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of dick moves. Yeah, using <laughs> a referee to an entirely dick-based offense. Beat up David Starr. <laughs> his penis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd never seen the spot before where um, Brooks was like on the ropes and Rainer Ringer was going to go tell him off and then like shook the ropes to with Starr. Was when Starr was straddling. Straddling in. <laughs> I didn't know that. that got me. That was hilarious. <laughs> I, I think my, my favourite comedy bit in that was... Um, when Star got frustrated with the whole uh, comedy aspect and yelled, yelled at Brooks, first you mocked me with your height. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also when he uh, Brooks grabbed Star by the by the dick when he tried to do the whole uh, look at me thing. Yeah. And when he was told off for doing that, he went, "I'm defending myself." <laughs> He's trying to hit me in the face with his dick. Was the also the other bit where it's like. Uh... The ref, the uh, Brooks got him caught on the the rope, and like uh, he was about to go and shake the rope, and then the referee stops him, 
and then he the referee says you can't do that and do what and he says shakes the rope and obviously David Starr's on the rope belts <laughs> down. That was that was a good was a good comedy moment as well. Very funny. Um, uh, yeah, and then they kind of uh, cranked it up a notch after yeah. that. And uh, Brooks, at some point, injured himself. Um, yeah, broken teeth. Um, broke, broken teeth, needed stitches. I didn't see what the spot was. I don't know if we'd think it might be the dive. He might have hit his own knee. Might cost him, and he did leave the ring quite... The, I kind of... I kind of noticed he left the ring quite quickly last mm. night compared to everybody else. I literally wrote quick, down yeah. what, who had won, uh, which is underlining David Starr's name, and that, that was it. I looked up and Brooks had gone. Yeah, he, so yeah. We, we just, I was stood pretty much where they were, where the entrance way, not really the entrance way, but where they were sort of making their way through. Um, yeah, he was out of the ring literally seconds after the pinfall. So, um, well, I think fingers crossed he's, he's looking, he's going to yeah, be all right. Definitely. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it, it seems like the kind of injury to say like, how did you do that? But he hasn't replied. Yeah, it seems like the kind of injury you can work through, but I wouldn't know. So, yeah, yeah. definitely hope he's in in it because uh, you know he's up for a big weekend. Oh yeah, I mean he might, he might just have like Thatcher Thatcher esque teeth for a week. Yeah, <laughs> we'll hope we'll hope hope we'll be okay. Bleeding, we're hard way juice for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually bleeding. Injuries this, all around. This is not a drill. <laughs> I'm going to take over Arn's notebook and continue oh. on like nothing has gone, gone wrong. Uh, so after this match, we, did, did we have a break after this match? No, we had uh, Jonah versus Walter. Oh, Jonah Jonah. Rock. Yeah, the, the break was after Jonah versus Walter. <laughs> Arn is back. Stem, it's, it's stymieing the bleeding. With you guys, like, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one. Like It was very physical. And they, they, they did all that. Establishing power with Jonah Rock being able to pick up Walter, but Walter this, not being able to pick up Jonah. This was the second time I've seen Jonah Rock, so um, I saw him the other weekend for Progress versus Sabre Jr. And um, I won hugely. I, I thought that was a good match, but I don't think it really it was a chance for him to show off what he could do. No, it wasn't. I wasn't hugely like. I thought he was good, but like I wasn't massively excited about it. And when it happened, because I don't think either of them really. I kind of don't think either of them really were able to get either of their shit in in the way. Yeah. Um, so with that, but then this match was brilliant because I think the, the good thing about Jonah Rock is he's he's a heavyweight guy who does who only does heavyweight stuff. Mm. Um, as much I not that I have a problem with like you know the likes of Keith Lee and Joe Fakalpa can do the moonsaults and things. It's I really like it when they kind of stick to stick to the. There was a lot of shoulder blocks. Yeah, and shoulder blocks. Big, basically a big hoss fight, which yeah. is um, you know effectively what that was. Chops for chops for days. No, oh, yeah, Jonah Rock's going to have a big old welt on his chest for the rest of the weekend. I did like that. Uh, Jonah basically brought everything that he had, and Walter just left him a quivering mess with, <laughs> with them big chops. Was, um, that, I, I thought this was match of the night, although I think some other people had uh, Haskins and Speedball, but they were both really good matches yeah. for. For the, the level yeah, of show, we'll, we'll get on to Bailey Haskins and I'll wax lyrical about it. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, Bailey and Haskins. Um, I, as I uh, was saying a little bit earlier on, it kind of had everything because it was fast paced, it was technically sound. Uh, there was a, yeah, the flying in it, the strikes. Uh, so it had all any kind of action that you like in wrestling, it was all in there, it was all really well done. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, Bailey is like one of my favorite wrestlers right now. Like the tempo of his matches and 
just the way he puts them together is really clever and like mixes a lot of different styles which you can see he's like picked up from different places like he, he never like starts off a match quickly and again almost like the Naito thing of like lulling you to sleep in the first few minutes and then sort of gradually raising the pace and without you even noticing it and before long he's like got you completely hooked mm. I think that was certainly in that he's always a, a really good opponent for anyone um that has an exciting moveset because he can sell everything, but also he has a lot of uh, technical counters that you can use against it. So it makes for more variety than just a guy getting all the shit in. It'll be like, he'll get some shit in and then Haskins will counter some of his shit and then he'll get some more shit in. I liked this this Haskins match. I mean, Haskins is someone I can definitely give or take really in all honesty. I think when, he, when he's on, I think it's, without trying to like, you know, there's occasionally matches where I've seen him and it's kind of like, he's not really, he doesn't really seem into it, but like, I think this match especially, and, you know, the he match does carry a lot of injuries though, so yeah. I'm really bad now. The match against Dragunov, I thought the match last night was better than the match against Dragunov in London. Um, oh, that was a really good match as well. Which was also brilliant, and I think, you know, I, I there was, there was a lot, it was, they were both, I think they were kind of both quite similar matches, but both, both similar matches in the sense that it was kind of very, um, you know, uh, uh, What's the word? Attack based, not attack based. That's a form of every match, isn't it? Really, um, <laughs> it was. Uh, you know, it was lots, lots of chops, lots of kicks, and yeah. they they both both melded together really. really yeah, Haskins well. was laying Haskins in the kicks. Well well with yeah. Oh yeah, like he, he can have a good match. Right? Gel's really well with them until he doesn't. Because <laughs> there's <laughs> occasional matches where they're like that. Um, one of my favourite actually spots from the entire match was that I think it was quite late in the match was when they both went for a um, a suplex and. Um, they did. They they both did a. Oh yeah, they were they both, both on one foot. They it? both blocked the suplex yeah. at the same time. So then they both went down on the knee. Both. Down, it's really hard to explain without kind the, of. So was that one, and they also did one where they both caught the uh, kick. And I've seen that done before, where where two people are just hopping around on on one leg, but then they just put the leg down. But in this match, they just held onto the leg and just kind of elbowed each other with the free arm. Yeah. Uh, I was stood next to Patrick, and he said. That's really hard to do. <laughs> yeah. You've got to be flexible. Yeah, it's difficult. There's a lot of difficult stuff in there. I, I appreciate it. Mm. Yeah, well, I noticed we missed the Vader Scott Killer Kelly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I thought Killer Kelly looked really strong here. Yeah. Like, she's like, gone up another level since we saw her last time at Within Tackley. the hour after that show, she was announced for progress. And yeah. Like, yeah. Well, so, so, you know, she's yeah. going places. <laughs> yeah, exciting. And I, th- I think Killer Kelly's really exciting. Really exciting talent. She's kind of mm. absolutely well, nowhere. She's, she yeah, has like, wrestled for quite a long time, but she's been wrestling in Portugal where they don't really have a scene. No. Uh, so she kind of, has developed so much since moving to Germany. Yeah, kind just of by been being a, around other wrestlers and stuff. Kind of been absolutely nowhere, and then now she, you know, you know, within yeah. six, well, not even six months, about four, four and a half months. So he's, you know, she's she's absolutely everywhere. She's mm. gonna, she's getting more places, not absolutely everywhere. Yeah, she's she's she, came in, she got all the character and everything down, and that's like the mm. hardest part to do is to get all to get like a character that will connect to the fans and that is, I wouldn't say it's unique, but it's it's very well done in the mm. the kind of shootish look that she's got with the hair and the and the mouth, uh, mouth guard. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the right place if, like, you've got the character down and just need to learn the technical acumen. Yeah, and, and like the, you the can tell what she's getting is, is coming. It, I mean, she's technically better now than she was six months ago, yeah. which is a good sign. I mean, she's moving in the right direction. Wasn't that? Wasn't Femme Vatel pretty much her main roster debut? 
Yeah, next, have you? I think so. Yeah, pretty sure it's a yeah, I think pretty much that would, well, she might have done a few of the Fight Forever tours, but I think that was her first, like, televised, yeah. say, televised, televised match, mm-hmm. sort of, in WXW, so, I'd say. Well, at the time, we said we, we were really into the character and the way that she presented herself coming to the ring. She did an awful lot between, like, walking through the curtain to just the match starting, like, all of that yeah, entrance yeah. told us an awful lot about her. Uh, so you could you'd see she was ready, like mentally, but she just needed the 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 practice really. Yeah, <laughs> and she's kind of got reps. That now. She needed the reps. Yeah, she, it was, I think it's probably one of these situations in Portugal. She's probably one of the best wrestlers. Well, there's probably no doubt about it. She's one of the best wrestlers in Portugal. But step, going up, going up to the next level, I think is probably where you know she yeah. might have. There were parts in Femme Fatale, kind of doing a review of Femme Fatale, but there were parts in that sort of show where she was. Did seem a little bit lost in places, but I think you know it's yeah. kind of going from the national level to the slightly higher national level, Definitely. and I think she needed a bit yeah, of time it's, to it's adjust. It's cool to see that progression happen. Yeah, it's really cool to see that. So yeah, overall thoughts on the inner circle. I, I did really, enjoy really shaking strong. hands and greeting each other with "Welcome to the inner circle." <laughs> <laughs> I preferred this inner circle to the one last year. Um, the one last year was kind of that. That was my first taste of WXW. That one, mm. which you know, and now it's. You know, a major part of my life, WXW, but it's, not, it's um, I, this show last, this show I think was definitely a lot stronger than the one last year. Yeah, I know Riddle and Star was really good on the yeah. uh, on the show, um, the Inner Circle show from last year. I don't remember anything else. I remember Andy so, versus um, Paul London. Andy versus Paul London. I thought it was Andy versus ACH. It was Walter oh. versus ACH. Who <laughs> ah. Paul London against? Andy. Paul London was on that show. And he it was an, yeah, Andy versus Paul, Paul London. He, wasn't he against Bad Bones? Oh, I don't, know, I don't know. Yeah, Andy versus Paul London because no, I remember it. <laughs> it was a good show. Uh, but we this, got to it a lot easier better. this time. Yeah. I felt like was there was two real high points on this show yeah. uh, with Volta and Jonah Rock and uh, Haskins and Bayer. So it sets us up very nicely for this evening when it's just eight bloody good matches. I'm very yeah. excited. Well, <laughs> it's a good lineup. Yeah, good, good few matches, and uh, yeah, it's going to be very, very exciting. It kind of seems weird. I'm, we were saying yesterday, like. Carrot tried to fit yesterday. Even though we was here in Germany, Carrot still felt a long way away. And now it's in yeah, it's and now it's hours, which is uh, <laughs> it's like Christmas. It's a time for forgiveness, as we say. It's a time for forgiveness. Carrot is a time. For Bury the beef. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be back very shortly with interviews and presumably a review of night one, which we may record uh, just after the show or the morning after. In which case. We'll be hurrying it along to get to all those other delicious shows on we'll Saturday. On the walk to Wrestling Cult. On the walk to <laughs> Wrestling Cult. So we'll see you then. So, night one of 16 Carat is complete. We're currently sitting in the hotel bar. I'm whispering for some reason because I feel very conspicuous. <laughs> I'm here with Arn, I'm here with Mike hey. once again, but I'm also here with three other wrestling luminaries of the European scene. Do you want to introduce yourselves, everyone? Hello, hello, I'm Daniel. You can find me on Twitter, at Daniel from RBR, because I am Daniel from RBR. What a fucking professional. <laughs> Mike? Hello, you heard from me earlier. It's me still. Uh, it's Arn, hi. <laughs> hello, I'm João, at the King of Room. 
Hello, I'm Maud and I like pro wrestler. You like pro wrestler? Which pro wrestler do you like? <laughs> Michael Finn. <laughs> Michael Finn. <laughs> Julian Nero. Sorry. So yeah, that, that, is, that is the table you're going to hear from. It's a big team. I don't know. It's a big team. And we have some matches to talk about. Uh, I don't know if you want to go chronologically or just... Just before we get while it's in the mouth. Um, it was kind of it pointed out to me at the break this afternoon, this evening, where at the half-time break there had been six matches. And Joe, I think yeah. if you'd asked me, like... Because the way it was well, so well-paced, I think if you'd asked me, they were like, I'd say you'd maybe done before. It was incredible how well-paced that show was. Definitely. Yeah. Like, they squeezed in, well, was, like, the tag team challenge like, match and obviously the ultimate four-way, and it's like it felt like a complete half of wrestling. Ten, mode. ten matches tonight. There were yeah. like different matches as well. Yeah. Ten? Ten matches. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't feel like that at all. There's all the first round and the ultimate and the, the tag that yeah. as well. I'd start things off by saying I was probably more emotionally invested in Avalanche versus Keefley than I have been for a European match in quite a long time. Uh, obviously, you know, Avalanche being our boy and yeah. <laughs> sort of being surrounded by everyone who was like, big fans. We whipped out the Irish tops off for Avalanche flag. And the top did not come off for Keefley. <laughs> 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 to me, though, that match was a little bit bullshit. Put, no, the reason why is because the crowd reaction was so in Avalanche's favour, it almost, to me, a little bit reminded me of Ilya last year mm. in night one. The crowd were proper on Ilya like they were on Avalanche tonight. Yeah. And I sat there for a minute, and obviously we know David Starr's going to be in the final, we know da Timmy Thatcher's going to be in the final. But <laughs> I was watching that match and I went, hold on, could we... Could this be a thing? Could like Avalanche be doing what Ilya done last year? Could this yeah. be like the rise of Avalanche that, you know, because the crowd was so into him. But then because Keith Lee is super gifable and we've seen little clips of him in PWG and the fact that he's a big guy that does a flip over the ropes and he mm. had a he had a, an amazing match with Ishii uh, a couple of months ago at Rev Pro. That's why it was a match with you. That's why they. That's why he's been booked to go into the next round. Not because he deserves it. It's because it's more eyes on on the show, and I understand that. True. But for me, it was the wrong match, and Avalanche should have gone through. Yeah, like I was totally behind Avalanche, but like almost like the the crush of him losing makes me want to see him more. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I thought it was a really fun match. Yeah. I think there was a long story going on with Avalanche, and this yeah. is just definitely this it's is another good, step yeah. back for him. They've yeah. always put him over big when they needed to, so he's mm. always won the um, or the big falls in the. I, I just for me, I'd have just I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd have moved it all around a little bit. Like, the, why why the fuck did Matt Seidel face Lucky Kid? I, well, yeah, but what, so lucky, lucky Kid Matt can Seidel win. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, put Lucky Kid in a different match and then have Keith Lee just destroy Matt Seidel. <laughs> if, if, if that's your point that you, you're only using Seidel for one match, thank you WXW for that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, I mean, I hate you a little bit for booking him, but, you know. Maybe, so I thought like, having Travis Banks and Haskins going against each other was weird. Because, like, yeah, exactly. They're so familiar exactly. with each other. Mm -hmm. like, why, why not kind of no, I didn't think that. break them up? But do you notice as well, the crowd fell flat on that match. Yeah, yeah. it's because neither of them work there very often. So. And we're not going yeah, chronological now, so back over to one. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had one problem with the Avalanche and Keith Lee match. And Avalanche that's because 
no, that's because I wore my Keith Lee shirt to the to the show, but I really wanted Avalanche to win, so I worked myself into a shoot. And <laughs> you just yeah, and that, that's, <laughs> and that's the problem. Unbelievable. And externally conflicted. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I had so like many matches on this card, I had songs for both lads, so I had to like sing both of them. So you have to kind of flip flop. That was my yeah. main problem in that match, and also the fact Avalanche lost. Sorry, <laughs> it was it was very disappointing. Really but you can't always have all the the fan favorites yeah. go through. It's just no. Well, like speaking of like a, a mix of, of guys, because that's what the tournament setup is. You have a big uh, load a load of international guys they bring in. Yeah. So somebody like Seidel. <laughs> Sorry, there's background antics going on there. <laughs> I think that's Mariah Carey. J J Jennifer Lopez doing a dance in a picture on the wall of a hotel. Just to paint the picture. Very pretty. Rise are dancing behind her. Rise. <laughs> that has completely thrown me. That's like a surprise fan favorite. I thought was Lucky Kid, who obviously is part of Rise. Surprise to me. But he became a lucky man tonight. Lucky Kid. I mean, that's why Matt Seidel was here, so that Lucky Kid could look like a million bucks. I, I was at my happiest him. during the course of the evening when Lucky Kid won. Oh yeah, he got, he got a huge reaction, you know, like everyone was really behind him. Number one in Germany tonight. There we go. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's amazing that Lucky Kid was trending number one and WXW 16 Carat was trending third. And that, this bearing in mind it's Friday night and there's Bundesliga matches on. <laughs> Bundesliga match going on down the road in Gelsenkirchen. Yeah. Like Schalke's playing tonight, so it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of crazy that that happens. To speak about fan favourites, so I, and you said you wanted to go chronologically. I definitely want to make a point about Emil Satoshi. Mm. So we saw him a year ago, and he, I spoke to him after the show, and he said he was blown away by the reaction he got. He wasn't expecting that. Um, he's a I, great baby face, though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, but he's I a good, he's a good heel as well, though. So he's, he obviously ticks all those boxes. He looks like a million bucks as well, though. He does. He looks very good, but. You know, we I think we all pretty much predicted, apart from Mike, um, Ivan Kiev going through. I actually had Satoshi. I was in. No, I had Satoshi. Really? I had, I had Julian oh, Pace. I had Julian Pace coming. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought Satoshi would. Really, uh, Satoshi really belonged. The best wrestler. I would. Yeah. Okay, so I'm the only person that had Ivan Kiev going through. But like, I thought <laughs> everyone had. Understand the logic of that because you were thinking. Rise wins face. Yeah. It would have been, I think it would have been good for um, Lucky Kid, no, not Lucky Kid, sorry, Julian Pace, especially after his really good match yesterday against Thatcher. Um, it would have been good if he'd had another really good showing at, against David Starr. Although how unlikely it would have been, it would have been also if he did one, two, three kid on him and pinned him in three yeah. seconds. Well, the greatest match this weekend so far has been Julian Pace versus a granny. Like, that's been <laughs> <laughs> proper bumps. <laughs> That could have been an ambition to m tomorrow, and it wouldn't have looked out of place. What we're talking, um, Tim Thatcher, that promo tape that they did for him before wow. the match. I'm, yeah. con I'm convinced he's winning the tournament. That was amazing. Yeah, me too. That completely changed from the, the tone of everything. It was just the way it was done. It was like he, you see, he was so happy to just to to say like, oh, this is my family. Yeah. This is why I'm here. I got told, and the whole Felix Kohlenberg story mm. about how he got told after his first appearance, like you're not going to be the guy that, that uh, the gets police come back like real gifts. You're not going to get the police come back <laughs> chance, but you're going to build a fan base, and that's what he's done. Definitely, uh, and that was incredible. That was so well done. Yeah, he's definitely in the running to get to the final. 
I didn't, make I didn't, a big run. I didn't particularly enjoy that match with Jonah Rock. I thought it was good, I didn't, but I didn't think it was great. I mean, you know what? I said this yesterday, but I'll go on record as saying it. I'm not sold on Jonah Rock. I'm, and again, I'm not that sold on Keith Lee. I know he's really, really, really good. Keith Lee is, I love Keith. Keith Lee is better than Jonah Rock, hands down. Mm-hmm. We, we got to talk to Jonah Rock today, and he is a good dude. He's very nice. Yeah, yeah. And he's good in the ring, but he's not the complete package for me by a long stretch. There's there's big guys on the independent scene and there's a lot better guys on the independent scene. Oh, because he's um, he's been in the Australian scene, which is, I know it's developing and it's coming <clears> along <throat> and it might be the next big thing. But Hopefully, like, yeah. It's, um, it's still underdeveloped. So he's not really had a chance to work with a lot of uh, top guys. And I think Brit Rest has improved because of the, um, the top guys have gone away, worked yeah. with better guys in other countries, come back and then worked with yeah, the, the coming guys, and that's why the scene is, is built. The thing is, the Brit- British wrestling scene's a melting pot for everyone. Like we've got obviously all these Australian guys coming over, New Zealanders, and like Americans coming over, Canadians, British guys themselves coming through the ranks, and it's just Irish as well. We, we see people like Jordan Devlin all the time. Like it's just a melting pot of all these different nationalities coming together, and it just. That's why. It's a good scene. It's a great scene. Yeah. Australia, they don't get enough imports. Yeah, that's probably it. So he's not had the experience, apart from working in Japan when he did. Yeah. When he said about that, but he's not had the experience of facing loads of different people. I think when he, when he did work in Japan, he was very green as well. So it's yeah. like now is his chance to try and get. Definitely. Well, as Avalanche was, he said the same thing when he went when he was in Japan. He was very green. He didn't really know much. He was just kind of new to it. But I, to be honest, what I've seen from Jonah Rock uh, here and in Fiber Pro, he has improved a lot over. He's got the presence of like yeah, a star, definitely. Over what he was in, in Noah a couple of years ago. That's the thing, I see the presence thing. He's got a little bit of the, Not as much as the Keith Lee presence, but when he comes out, you're like, oh shit, that's a big dude, and like, he looks cool. Thick. But then in the ring, it just he doesn't back it up in the ring for me. Which is sometimes. It just, it's not I, I enjoyed the physicality of the Thatcher match again. Yeah. Oh, Tim with the clubbing yeah. forearms that he does. I, I think Thatcher's in for a big run. Tim that match to see he's trying to chop down a big redwood. Yeah. <laughs> and also Thatcher did the Walter spot of like cutting yeah, the arms, arms off. off the rope. So he's like learning from his best friend, which is really cool. I've got a question for the both of you actually. Yeah. Um, we've seen a lot of people talking about Alexander James this weekend. He's been like there's a lot more acknowledgement surrounding him than than maybe I thought there would be. Mm. What's been your impression of him? Because I mean, he's he's lost two matches now, and he's like I don't think he's actually looked amazing to me. Well, I thought I think he thrives in in a circle. Yeah, and I think I've you have the same opinion. A lot of in a circle because, because all I can his see all the stuff that he's doing. He has a lot of little stuff that he does next to the ring, and I could see all of his. Work. This is yeah. kind of what I thought about Tim Thatcher a few years ago. Like, yeah. Yeah. he he's more of a live wrestler. I think Thatcher sort of transcended that now. That's a good show. I think Fa- James can get to that level. I, I, I've always said the show yeah. was Tim Thatcher when uh, just after he won, um, he lets out this big sort of like prong, like ah. yeah, and it was like oh yeah, come on yeah, Tim. You, tonight or the in a circle. No, this was tonight. Yeah, I saw. After yeah, won, it was brilliant. Yeah, he was all fired up. He done it at hard cam as well. We'll get onto that yeah, in a yeah. minute. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think AJ will get there at a certain point. We're saying goodbye to our international friends. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> See you tomorrow. 
See you guys. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I think they're, they're in a different hotel, so they were. Yeah, <laughs> and it is like. <laughs> but yeah, I think AJ can get to that level of Thatcher. Um, he's not there yet, but he has all that little stuff down. I think yeah. he's kind of like the king of. In a, in a small venue, he's really good. He's the like king of inner circle. Venue, he tends to throw in those spots where he slaps his thigh and stuff just to to have something where he where he shoves mm. off in front of a big. Do you think crowd. that's an experiencing though? Uh, yeah, because he's I still obviously so. he's still quite new. Like he's not he's not an experienced wrestler or anything like. That. He's not a veteran yet. He's he's still quite new mm. to the wrestling scene, and I think all those little nuances will be ironed out in time. Yeah. But he's working with like uh, Volta and Tim Thatcher all the time. So yeah, so he's, he's going to be he's only going to get better. Yeah, and he's a big dude as well. And as I, again, like now we've seen so many. So many lighter guys, like you know, your speedballs and stuff, like that, and I love them. But like, it's nice to see a bigger guy like can do the stuff that he does. It, I'm enjoying his work. But that match tonight, one thing really fell flat for me. Well, it didn't feel flat, but it really pissed me off. Which match are you on? Chris Brooks, Alexander James. So, you, like everyone knows, I love Chris Brooks. Yeah. He's he's brilliant. He looks amazing. He's he's awesome. One of his fun spots that he does is when he does the the disgusting wet willy. Like we've all seen it a million times. But tonight he done the wet willy, but he was facing the stage. Now it's night one. All eyes are on you. They drew a thousand people tonight. I think that was the biggest attendance in the Ober in Oberhausen at the Tavern Hall ever tonight. Yeah. They usually draw 900, but they've it moved things packed. around. They'd like added in two it extra stands. Yeah, they've very full. Yeah. yeah, they've moved things around so they've got more people in. And I'm praying that they've had more eyes on their show tonight than ever before. Mm. But he just he decided to do the spot facing the stage. Why would you not do that spot facing hard, the hard cam? If he had turned 180 and done it there, it would have made so much more sense. But the fact, and he's an experienced wrestler, he should know that sort of stuff. There was a Roman camera down the stage, but that's not hard cam. And I, I said it to the people around me and said, why is he not facing hard cam then? And they went, yeah, it's bullshit. Why is he not facing hard cam? I watched uh, uh, Five Star Wrestling last week and uh, Alberto El Patron um, actually cut a promo facing away from the hard yeah, cam. So like, even literally hard cam was just pointing at his back the whole time. And he's been in, in like, WWE, WWE yeah, where he's it's been everywhere. Life and birth. So <laughs> it's, it's not something that everyone thinks about all the time. I think it is a, a very subtle little difference that mm. you, you get with the <laughs> I would have gone as scorch the earth comment then, but I decided not to because I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to tarnish your beautiful podcast. Mm. Well, this early into my career, <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, the tag match that they put on as well with the like the champions versus challenges that was very good. Was really strong. Again, no surprises why because so. Mike Bailey and Volta and you know guns and bones, guns and top wrestlers at their prime right now. That was so much fun and like a great preview. I think was guns there a little too many false finishes for you? I think it was sort of establishing because also last night Bailey won with this sort of flippy. Sort of like Randy Orton, but more impressive. <laughs> the like flippy reversal of the Irish um, whip. But his finish is the standing uh, backflip. Yeah, his finish is usually the, the diving double knees, the spinny double knees. But this time it's now like the jumpy backflip. 
<laughs> These are great is names. It a, it's a fallaway slam, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a running fallaway slam. It's a backflip fallaway slam. Yeah. And I think that this was to establish that, and also to give him a pinfall over that's, guns. That's what he won with on in a circle. Yeah, but there was. I think um, the match was about two minutes too long. Like, yeah, I, I they, did get that. Um, again, the people around me all went, "Wait, what?" Because they they hit some really good big yeah. spots in it, and it was like, "Fuck, that's the finish," but it wasn't. And <laughs> then they done it again, and we went, "Ah, oh, that's the finish." Oh no, we're still going now. And then right at the very, like, about a minute and a half from the end, they they done the finish, what what should have been the finish, mm. but it wasn't the finish. And it's like, oh, all right, okay. That's the only one criticism I've got tonight. That match yeah. just finished about two minutes too late, and it was a bit like... They did mostly did, like, uh, breaking up of the pins. It was, there, was, there was one kick out that I remember, because, like, Volta was being held back on the floor. Yeah. I thought that was the finish. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of Japanese in style like that, like with the uh, Bones and Walter on the outside doing their brawling. I did really enjoy that though. Um, yeah. It was very good. Just maybe a couple of minutes too long for me. What else did we have? Uh, <laughs> Matt Riddle beat uh, Damak in like oh, five this was, again. So I'm actually on cage match now and they've put the time as two seconds. It can't be two seconds. If you have yeah, to, of course, three if seconds not, for if a pinfall. Yeah. If you're not counting the pinfall, then obviously it comes three into seconds. your it comes into your five second category. I'm actually arguing with somebody on Twitter about this match at this very moment. <laughs> but um, yeah, five seconds is what I'm saying. Yeah. So it was actually quicker than uh, uh, tread six. Yeah, seven. But so yeah, basically <laughs> a repeat of the progress finish. Have they done the progress spot better than progress? Two? <laughs> I think it was done with a better character. Well, it's done on a bigger stage as well. Yeah. Well, the Trent Seven one had like the big build-up with Trent running his mouth and being a dick, whereas the Max just sort of deserved it <laughs> for a while. Yeah. I like the fact that Demac took more time taking his Phantom of the Opera mask off. Yeah. He was staring at into the crowd as well. Yeah. I love his contacts. So do I. Contacts. I, do you know what's amazing? Actually, those contacts. Not actually his eyes. <laughs> no, yeah, you know what? It was a better spot because Demac was like staring out into the crowd and he did, he looked at everyone and he was like he was, he looked fired up. He looked like yeah, yeah, I'm gonna take on Matt Riddle. I'm gonna knock him out and like he turns around and he dies. <laughs> like I thought. The Mac sold it brilliantly. You know what's amazing about his new look? Those contacts that he's put in, you can yeah. see them from anywhere. Like when he came, when it, uh, obviously all, whenever rides come out, they all come out together. Yeah. And then the fact that uh, it makes him stand Taz, uh, what's his name? Ta- uh, Tarkan Azan. Tarkan Azan, yeah. Tarkan Azan, yeah. The fact that he's injured, he's still coming out. Uh, like, um, yeah, he's got Axel his, like, his waistcoat is like his signature look yeah. as well. Like, he doesn't wear the Well, it's suit. nice the fact that, you know, they say, can you still walk? Yeah, well, then come out like you should do. Yeah. So, same as Axel Diaz Jr. in um, Tag League 2016. Yeah. He was injured, still came out, hobbled out. Yeah, but it's because the guys sort of believe in the story. Yeah. They're, they're willing so to take part the fact in it, even uh, if they can't wrestle. Rice came out, um, and the little short break in between the mat came out and even on the stage so we're a good hundred yards away from him yeah. you could still see the white eyes the yeah. contact lens in there and it's it just, an impressive look definitely. it's very very impressive do you know actually I was standing next to um, Captain Captain Mightypants Captain Mightypants when when Rise's entrance first hit tonight I forget who it was it was um, it was um, 
No, 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 no I've been Kiev, yeah. I've been Kiev, yeah, in the pro show. Honestly, I look down at my arm and my, the hairs on my arms are standing yeah. up. I have goosebumps, seriously, like the size of mountains, just like. I was like, this is a cool entrance. I thought the entrance setup looked even better than it did last year with like the banners of the, the wrestlers during the, just insane. during the matches. Yeah, like this it's is like, the best outside of WWE. Yeah, and they've improved it. <laughs> it's definitely one of the things I like most about WXW is this production stuff and post-production on the VOD as well. Like, it feels... It's, it's a travesty so much of it is lost with the dub's music. Yeah, well, definitely. But that makes it fun, more fun to go live. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. I we, don't think they lose that much, to be honest. I don't think they lose an awful lot. I think... You know when they released the... Um, they released on their Twitter a couple of weeks ago, they released, oh, here's our Tony Storm entrance, the, how, good the, um, how good the entrance is for Tony Storm, um, with all the music and everything. I think... When you see that on telly with the actual music as well, I think it, it proves how much is lost really with it. Yeah. I don't know if you have seen it, but it's it's one of the things it definitely does. Well, I have seen our entrance live. I, but I, can, like, under, with, I can understand. With the, tele, with the yeah. television editing, I think it, it, a lot of it is lost, but it's it's just tiny, tiny. Bit. But then the, the alternative is like you have to get the dubbed. Um, you have to get the dubbed. Yeah, the, well. yeah it's the right, and, it's, and especially in Germany, like. Musical rights is completely worthless. Yeah. If you've ever like uploaded a video onto YouTube with even 0.3 of a femtosecond of music on it, um, you will notice it's immediately blocked in Germany because mm. yeah, German copyright laws absolute disaster. So um, you know, I can't really blame them, but at the same time, it's just a damn shame. Yeah, it's a shame. I think that's what sets WXW off for me than a lot of promotions that I go to. So I've made no like bones about it that WXW is my favourite promotion. It just is because the wrestling is very good. It is to me it's very predictable at times. Very very predictable at times. So I I've, I've done it in Tag League 16. That's not necessarily a bad thing. No, and this is where I'm going to. So I done it Tag League 16. Although I didn't see JML winning. Um, all the other matches I called, done it at Carrot, then Tag League, then Carrot again. It's it's very predictable booking. It's and a, so I had this conversation tonight with the, the German audience. They're to me, they're not a very smart. I'm using Bunny Rabbit is there. They're not a very smart <laughs> crowd. Yeah. They're almost it's a bit like a WWE crowd. A yeah, it's a very minority. It's so it's NXT like crowd, it's an NXT crowd. There, there's some like super smart people in there, but they need they need an antagonist and a protagonist in the storyline. That's why Ilya Volta worked so well in the. And that's why Haskins and Travis Banks didn't. Yeah, but it should have yeah. been like everyone knows at the end of. 16 carat last year, it should have been um, Ilya and uh, Matt Riddle, no, Matt Riddle fell to Ilya, but it should have been Matt Riddle v Volta, and it just didn't kind of like, sorry? Riddle lost to Volta. Yeah, sorry, because yeah. Yeah, I had that same conversation with Riddle. It should have been Riddle, Ilya in the final. That didn't make sense. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a babyface going up against babyface, it just, it was no, it made no sense at all. I think these the WXW fans. No, precisely, it was a hill, and that's the antagonist and the protagonist going against each other, and that's why it was just awesome. Mm. Um, yeah, like you say, the Mark Haskins Travis Banks match fell short tonight because the guys weren't. In, none of the fans were invested in Banks or Haskins. Yeah, a little bit more Banks than Haskins. 
so, which is a bit sad. Yeah, I think they got there in the end with Banks. Like, yeah, which is okay, only and he had to pull out that amazing move at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Which is it, it sucks because they're both very good. Haskins is better than Banks. Yeah, hopefully they have more stuff for Haskins on like two and three. I mean, they will, I mean, obviously. I'd, I'd but be quite yeah. interested to maybe see like Haskins versus Seidel. I don't think we're going to see any more from Haskins this weekend. I think he's here for. He's he's at Colton. He's at Colton tomorrow. Yeah. Or maybe Deutsch. Sorry, he's at Rest in Deutschland tomorrow. But he's on Deutschland. Okay. But yeah, he's but not. I don't release anything, so he might be out on something. Yeah. Well, hopefully. One match we haven't actually talked about yet is main event. <laughs> Obviously, Marisol Annie versus Absolute Andy. The blood feud coming in, and Andy's just playing his character absolutely over the top right one now. Thing I wish they'd done here. I wish they'd turned this into a no DQ. Yeah, I was thinking they could have had the Lost Man Sounding yeah, stipulation they, put in. Like they kind of lost the Ewan Simmons David Starr match, which was like. But I think because the finish was built around Andy cheating, yeah. they couldn't have done that. Like, so the chair spot they done. Wibble. I couldn't see that. Um, okay, so I they had to turn around to Mike and say, "What was that?" They both had a chair and they both hit each other. With, they both hit it together, and then someone was standing next to me and said, "Wait, this is an ODQ match." When Whereas Tass was had Tass was counting. No, he had his. Yeah, he, he was turned around because he. Started yet? Um, had, what yeah, what yeah. happened was uh, Andy pulled out his wrench. Tass was putting that away and they hit each other with the chairs while he, his back was turned. Yeah, 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 it was a bit obscured amongst all the, the Euro fans. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Euro the corner. Irish I, I think he, <laughs> we will probably be heard on the VOD. I really hope so, my voice is going. Yeah, same. I... Take this skin. skin. <laughs> this was, it was the main event. It yeah. should have been the main event because they've, they've had a good bit of backstory with it and it's been a lot of fun. Um, the match itself didn't live up to what it should have. That weren't the ending of the match and I think the fact that the end of the match they did do with Alani's foot being on the rope mm. was perfect. I couldn't see that either. I suspected it based well, on where he was. Yeah, so the match was perfectly fine for it not being the end of the feud. Mm. Yeah. That, if they had that match and it was the end of end of the feud, I'd have called bullshit yeah. on it because I'm they like, can That's go further than good this enough. in yeah. the eventual blow off. But yeah, um, I thought I thought the finish was excellent and just like yeah, it, it was perfect for what Andy what doing the mule kick, yeah, super kick, I, and I then just being the, an absolute bastard. I do love that Andy just couldn't beat him. Yeah, yeah. like he hit everything and that's the story, he had, including yeah. the super kick, which was the whole. Yeah. Which is the he has split he, and he kicked out. Like, he kicked out. Everyone. I like that he he did the mule kick. He cheated, hit him, and did a low blow. But then he still did the super kick. Like he thinks that he beat him with the super kick. Yeah. And like that's what put Alani away, even though he had the foot on the rope. Like it's all about Andy's insecurities, and I think they're they're doing some subtle stuff with that, but, which story. is really fun. Yeah. And he, he couldn't actually win Alani, even though I, I kind of thought he was going to, because he put that on last. It's like yeah, I, I thought Alani would win. Yes, it's the end of the show, but it's not the. But end it's of the, the same as like night one last night, isn't it? Yeah. So you don't have to send everyone home, yeah. because there's still two nights. <laughs> the one major thing that really disappointed me. So we were all at Tag League. We saw the split. We saw that you know the turn, and we're like, "Fuck you, Andy!" And but we all know Alani is amazing. Mm. Like we all know he's obviously got something serious and special. Um, 
the four of us have thought it for, for a long time now. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one thing that pissed me off so much is that he's had this, um, the ninja program that he was on, the like, whatever it was. Or oh, was he on like Ninja Warrior Germany? Yeah, he's on Ninja, that's it, he's yeah. on Ninja Warrior Germany, went on it twice, so he's got great publicity for himself, he's got great publicity for WXW, that's a good thing. The bad thing is his bullshit gimmick now that he's doing when he comes out, he, he's wearing like a oh, he's like Sub-Zero, yeah. Yeah, he's wearing like a Sub-Zero Mortal Kombat <laughs> style ninjas. I don't know if it is too much of a problem. Like he, it's, it's, once he takes it's it off, way it's, too much of a problem because yeah. his nickname's Mister No Bullshit, and, and he's coming he's out wearing, as like a, yeah. it's almost comedic. And nah, to me, I, I, I just I like agree. Bullshit. It's not I, the best. I, was like, I don't know what they're trying to go for though. They're trying to put a personality onto him, so it's like yeah. he doesn't have to worry about it so much. But I think his biggest concern is that he goes out there and he feels like he doesn't have. Yeah, that's the one thing missing. We all see, we all see that he's got something. He just, he's a hard hitter. Like he is the, like his whole entrance video, like when he like, you know, stretches his neck out and stuff like that. He looks like he's gonna eat you. Like he'll fuck you up. But then he comes out wearing a ninja suit and it's like really, honestly, like it looks bad. I think it, yeah, it's a bit too much of a subtlety hammer. Uh, like, he can be the ninja, and like, he can play into the ninja warrior thing. I, I was a lot happy with him being Mr. No Bullshit. Yeah. Just yeah, like, just super serious. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what we want. I don't want him dulled down to being like, I, I was on this TV program, so I'm going to play this character. Yeah. I don't want him having that kind of character. He should just be a pro wrestler, the uh, the most hard-hitting pro wrestler in WXW. So that may be something we need to go back to the drawing board on? I think so, I really do think so, and again, people I was talking to tonight agree with me, yeah. and it's just, it's, it doesn't work. I think he stepped in for main event role well, like, he belongs there. He's not main event. Do you think not? No, he's not main event. He's, he's, he won't get a sniff of the championship. He would have to do something seriously amazing to get close to that championship belt. Really? Yeah, he's he's mid card. He's a good mid card, but he's not championship, not yet. He's good enough to be, but it's that's that's what it is. Uh, and that's the thing. I'm there's no disrespect there because I yeah. he's one of my he's one of my favourites in WXW. But if you put him in the main event scene you're going to kill off the good main event scene that they've got at the moment. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I don't see him as main event material yet. I, I don't think they've, they've fully ironed out what they want to do with him. Yeah. yeah. They want to do with his character. Yeah. They, they, they had something amazing but in they Look at the guys that they're really pushing strong. Yeah. Uh, like Star, uh, Thatcher, Volta, Ilya, Bones. You, you know who they are, you yeah. know what they're going to do. That their characters are all really yeah. well developed. He's, yeah. he's still in the Genesis. Yeah. 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 It, it'll be a while. Thing is, I think you can you can ask ten ten wrestling fans who and go through the roster and say who's this, who's this, who's this. Everyone's going to know David Starr because he keeps himself very active on Twitter. Um, you can ask who Jan Simmons is, and most people would have seen Jan Simmons by now. Yeah. You know, I think we were lucky we got the jump on him a lot before a lot of people, um, but. We all know who Jan Simmons is now. If you say who's Marius Salani, 
no one would have a cue, uh, a clue. And yeah. I don't think um, I don't think we're in an ninja suit that that looks well, like. Carrot's getting a lot more exposure this year. Yeah, I'm from, yeah, from the live crowd perspective. But also, I think more people are going to watch it on on VOD than ever. I hope so. So it's a big exposure opportunity. They're going to see Alani how good he is in the ring, but like the whole character isn't there yet. Yeah. So, so do you, that's the thing though, do you want those people to see Alani? Like, you'll go home and you'll wax lyrical about Maris Alani. Do you want that to be the first thing they see, him coming out in a Poundland Sub-Zero <laughs> costume? It's like, it's just not there yet. So that's what they'll see. They'll see someone who's, who's good, but they're not there yet. So it's someone, oh, that's a guy I'll watch out for in the future. But I, I'm not seeing him yet. I hope so. So that's that's where he is. That's just where he is. Yeah. So um, it, in retrospect, I'm not surprised that he lost mm. because that feud needs to continue. And yeah, and the blow off will be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think it needs to culminate this weekend, though. Do you think? Yeah, and I was saying this to Mike yesterday. One thing I love about WXW, they do their short feuds very, very well, yeah. and they do their long feuds very, very well. Like, they're quite happy having a short feud over a few weeks, and it's just, oh, that was really good, but yeah. it's over. This is one of the feuds they've done that's lasted since the Tag League, so yeah. we're six months now, and it's not finished yet, and that's a good thing. And, but they've not lost interest with it, you know? So um, I think it needs to be over. It, it needs to finish, but it needs to finish while it's hot, rather than letting Peter out, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll definitely see what happens, obviously. Andy continues on in the tournament, but it'd be surprising if he was in the final mix on day three. Andy released the tapes. <laughs> well, that was Andy needs solid. to release the promos. It was a very solid night one. Good set for the weekend. What, what do you think the uh, match for night was? I liked Alan Andy versus Andy. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favourite match of the night. I thought it was so. I think it was brilliant. They, they did nail the main event style. Like, no matter what uh, you think of Alani, it's that the way that they did especially it. Yeah. Especially with, without the Yearn style match, I think this slid in to that role well. Like, like I said earlier, my, my biggest reaction was the lucky kid winning. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think that's that was because we, we've slowly been indoctrinated into like. The lucky kid fan club without even realising it, but uh, I thought that so good. I thought that was a, so that was a star making moment for I, him. I was that, that roll about, up, uh, how great uh, Tim Thatcher's facials are. Yeah, but lucky kid also great facials. Yeah, and um, like all the things that he does, the little things, uh, everything that like, he does with his body. Yeah, he's a complete character. Like, yeah. And he's a really strong paint, The paint was really cool. Yeah, they gave him credit for it. Yeah. He did come out in like full Prince Devitt sort of demon sort of makeup this evening. Yeah. Right. And it, you know what that was? No, well, I know it said rise up his arm. Like, um, it was the whole uh, face mask thing. Apparently he trained with uh, Muta and it was like a tribute. An homage to that. Yeah. Nice. Wow. That's good. Do you so, know what, actually, I like the fact that when so when they do the um, the parade of athletes, the the when they're bringing they all the come 16, in, yeah. yeah. So he came out behind demand. Yeah, it was like the Gracie train. <laughs> it was like the Gracie train, but he came out hiding. That's yeah. a very yeah. lucky kid to do that. No, yeah, yeah he me, understands that character. We perfectly. saw him six months ago for the first time. Yeah, and uh, we were like, I think I might have seen. That I mean live like, though, live, so, yeah, yeah, live so, so we saw him six months ago live for the first time and he came out and we were like, we all talked about how good he was 
but then six months later we see him live again and go fuck he's got better mm. so it's a it's a question of this time next year when we're sitting here what's he going to be like yeah <laughs> he's got he's got places to go definitely mm. um, for me match of the night was the first one Avalanche Keith Lee but maybe that that's good. just because of my emotional investment in it <laughs> I was emotionally invested in every single match oh yeah like I thought as a complete show it was really good like you know we may have criticisms of bits and pieces I have no criticism <laughs> <laughs> kill BV but fan <laughs> I think as far as oh, chaotic good as far as moves and the entire match goes, I think I'd give it to the tag match. I, I was going to say the tag was also very yeah. strong. The fact that we have three candidates yeah. for the match of the night speaks volumes. But my favourite match, for reasons, was Riddle Demac. Yeah, yeah. Five I seconds. I, I, was... I loved it. I thought like it was perfect because we've seen Rise being this dominant faction. Is there a little bit of criticism there that they've just copied progress? With the Trent Seven match for not for me. Style I'd say, but it's a. I obviously the match itself is a copy, but the character of the Mac is like the reason why he deserved it is very different to the Trent Seven. He's so hateable, and Trent isn't. I know in, in progress he's like obviously he's not as liked, but like yeah, no, it, even when he was heel, I yeah, Trent, people wanted to to love. Yeah, him. yeah, he'd been playing babyface for six months before the before yeah. the turn back face, but. But like, so the the thing is, with with Rise, they've just absolutely dominated yeah. WXW, yeah. and the fact that everyone has met, we all know like he's obviously former UFC. He's just the most dominant wrestler on the planet when he wants mm. to be. Like the fact that he just dusted him off in seconds yeah. and was also perfect. Also, the quote that Arn actually got uh, on his Twitter <laughs> of Bone saying, uh, "I can always trust the Mac." To get the job done. Yeah, and it's like the implications of him losing in five seconds is will be intriguing to see on shotgun down the line. Like it, it serves the bigger picture of that one. Do you think that'll bring that up? Definitely, definitely. Like lucky kid, you know, he dusts off Sidal, goes to the second round. Sidal is whereas the, the supposed right hand man. Sidal is the weirdest booking of this weekend. Oh, definitely, me. definitely. I don't understand it. He's got no place in the tournament for me. Yeah, he he feels like he doesn't belong with those other like no, touring it, super workers. He was a last minute replacement for. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But then I would have probably given it to someone like so probably Satoshi or Nero or something. Yeah, so like. You know, but to to the original point, like I don't know, it's just intri- that rise drama is so intriguing. Like over the past few months, I built those characters up so well. But like a loss like this does feel important, especially mm. as we say with like the way they are placed in on the stage. Like the Mac is right behind Bones; he's the trusted guy, and for him to lose like this, I don't know. I'm slightly from a storyline perspective it feels I'm important I'm but at the last year at Carrot we had the inclusion of Koji Kanemoto yeah and I was like really the dude's 50 and he wasn't very good we, we saw he wasn't very good he kept slipping out of Tim Thatcher's leg lock like he was like he he was trying to put Tim Thatcher in a leg lock and Thatcher was being more than kind and more than generous in offering his legs to put him in that lock and he kept slipping out 
point is, I, I was told he's in because they always pick a legend or they, they try to get like someone from Japan over yeah, for the big for the shows, international tournament for the international field. tournaments for the 16 character tournament um, and I got spoiled before Tag League seeing uh, Marafuji live and I thought I wonder if a carrot they're going to go with someone like Marafuji for, for the Japanese in inclusion whatever yeah. and instead we've got side out and I think they could have they could have easily found it was, it was, yeah, yeah, it was a thing after yeah. Penta and whatever got pulled. That'd have been great. I love Ray Phoenix. He's amazing. But, yeah. Yeah, that's what we got. It's yeah. night it, one. The bigger purpose of Lucky Kid going over huge. Massive. He's got yeah. a big year ahead of him. Yeah. So I think that's basically all the chat of yeah, night one. We, we, we need to go to sleep. <laughs> we need to go to sleep because me and Kilby are going to cult tomorrow. I've just I've put this on tape now, so if I don't, I'm a massive liar, and everyone can. He, Kilby can punch me, and everyone. Come to your room tomorrow, because I know where you live. That is a threat. So yeah. See you tomorrow. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. So, it is Sunday morning in Oberhausen, and the reason why we didn't record yesterday is because there's not really a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hardly anything happened, right? Yeah. I, I think we were doing something wrestling related for about 18 hours straight yesterday. Um, so, we, we left the hotel at like 10 in the morning, and we got back at quarter to five the next morning. <laughs> that's, that's quite a, a packed day, and we were literally out the wrestling the whole time. Show. Yeah, so we went to four shows. I don't think anyone here has ever done four shows in a day before. Um, it was quite quite the schedule. Um, first up, we went to Colt uh, Wrestling. You should probably do the quick introduction. Oh, yeah, of course. We're here. Hi, uh, I'm hi. I'm Daniel, and I'm returning. Hello again. That, that was Mike Kilby. Mike Kilby. The voice of Mike Kilby. Yesterday, we were on Mike Kilby's Wild Ride. That is, that is what this the official, was. the official tagline of Saturday. Of the yeah. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to Wrestling Cult first, then straight from there to Ambition, hop over town. Then from, from there, just around the corner to the Steffi for Wrestling Deutschland. Then a little bit of a food break finally, and then night two of 16 Carat. And, you know, some stuff happened there as well, there which was we'll some get stuff. to. But let's go show by show. Yeah, and just I really do want to talk about the Cult show. Yeah. Because that was quite an experience. It was a show at like 10.30 in the morning. Well, we started at 11, right? We got there at 10.30. And it's in an old zinc factory. <laughs> and it was just this grimy nightclub. It's really weird being in like a grimy nightclub at, at like 10, in the, at 10 yeah. in the morning. It was bizarre. It, it screamed German, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it felt German. It's, it was really weird being in the... Because WXW, it, the audience is 
very like English savvy, so you have a lot of chants that are in English. But in this uh, the, the cold show, nothing. It was all in German. It was uh, it was an immersive experience. When we did like English chants, we got looked at funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Come round here. And it was literally just us and King of Boom there, so it was a special pilgrimage for us five. Yeah. Oh, and Blue Godzilla as well. So oh yeah. yeah exactly. I'll be honest with you, I think if you didn't do the wrestling cold show, you didn't really do carrot this weekend. No. 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 I mean, are you really a wrestling fan if you don't have a wrestling cult t-shirt, Mike Kilby? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quite precisely. But the thing is, it kind of goes back to uh, something Christian was saying a little while ago. There's no... Wrestling isn't just so one-dimensional. We could have come here and we could have saturated ourselves in WXW and that would have been... We'd have had a great weekend, but I think it, it really does feel like it's been an entire weekend like built around what the European scene has to offer Definitely. and we saw that with Wrestling Cult yesterday I love that we saw so many guys that we just would never ever have seen like uh, Italian Dream the big, or... the big stiff ass <laughs> Italian Dream the tiny 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 man who doesn't take bumps and does tons of flips he, he took one bump all day <laughs> he done two shows and took one bump and as a flippy wrestler he's a cruiserweight <laughs> yeah. a tiny cruiserweight who does like loads and loads of uh, high flying and dives and stuff he's I've never seen anything quite like it really and Amazing. very disappointing that Josh Bowden didn't show up to get stiffed by him uh, but we'll get to that later um, no, I thought this was a pretty fun like it was a fun atmosphere obviously and just a different experience uh, there was some good stuff on here I thought the rotations three way match yeah with, uh, with Chris, Chris Jokic I, I and would, Mark Benjamin obviously barring events later on in the evening I would probably say that at, the, at that moment that three way with the uh, Jokic um Mark Benjamin, uh, Chris Jokic, Mark Benjamin, and Rotation. I think that was probably my match of the weekend up until yeah. uh, last night. It was quite a good fun. It was yeah. really good. It's it like, um, uh, like finding like, a diamond in the rough, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I said that. And there was some rough. <laughs> there was some there, rough. There, was, there, were, there were a few lads on that show who were kind of like, hmm, you know, you weren't too sure about, but at the same time, there was some really, really good people. So we mentioned Chris Young, yeah. we mentioned uh, Mark Benjamin. There was the Muscle Catters, uh, Muscle Catters, who were, um, I thought were pretty impressive. There was... Um, Soldiers of Fortune. Soldiers of Fortune were really, really decent. Um, I quite liked Amalie Winchester in the in yeah. women's match. I think she, she kind of came across really, really well. I certainly paid attention while she was out there because it was like... Well, you, you I kind of could avoid spot. it. It was ear piercing screen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, really interesting show in general. Speaking of the wrestling cult as well, now that's the first time they've ever run Carrot Weekend. Yeah. yeah. And I think they've done it with a bit of an experiment that obviously they're getting a bigger fan base because no one came here this weekend for wrestling cult. We came here for Carrot. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but one okay. person came one, <laughs> Mike Kilby's it, wild ride. It's like the Mania weekend where people get really excited for the Joey Janela show. It's yeah. like, yeah. this was like something a, a completely different. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this was our Janela. I kind of feel like if Colt ran again, for example, at Tag League or something like that, I kind of think that, you know, we've experienced it and we know it's good. And I think it's kind of all in a way, in a way it's our job to now to tell people, say, you know, get up on Saturday morning. I know your head's going to be a bit sore because you've been drinking with Dirty Dragon or something on the Friday night. But, like, just come to the, come to the wrestling cult because it's, it's I think it's it's diversifying your you you read ineffectually in a way and I think that's what it's, it can never be a bad thing if you're in town to watch wrestling 
Well, but the thing is, well, like I was saying, they, that was the first time they've ever run and Carrot Weekend, and it was a little bit of an experiment, experiment for them, and I think it's one that paid off. So I would imagine next time they do run on a WXW weekend, they're just going to go bigger and better because yeah. they know they can do it. I thought they were really well prepared. I thought so, yeah. Like, I was expecting it to be a complete clusterfuck and start like half an hour late and we'd have to leave like halfway through or something, but it, it just about started on time. <laughs> they had food in there, they had everything, like the merch all set up. It the was merch really was well organised. The merch was very good. <laughs> there, there was a lot of potential for um, yesterday to be a kind of a mad dash around town doing this, this, this. And and like I think Wrestling Cult could have been the span of the works that made everything just completely fall down from the first level but actually you know in in all honesty I think it, it, everything like, uh, was, we did leave during the main event but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get on to that in a minute but um, yeah I think there was no there was no kind of rush yesterday and I thought and a lot of people thinking oh you're going to be running around like headless chickens and there was none of that yesterday it's quite a pleasant stroll yeah from yeah. one from one show to the next it was it was quite nice but enjoyable. yeah carnage certainly helped us out a bit in getting to ambition on time yeah well, Wait. he could have helped us out by having a quicker match and not <laughs> begging, literally begging for reactions from people. Oh, God, he's the worst. Yeah, Carnage is... Uh, Carnage is shit. <laughs> Carnage, is, Carnage is what was wrong with wrestling years ago. Yeah. And he's just... the fa- like, He just hasn't moved, has he? He's, yeah, no. he's just stuck there in the past. And, I, and I've been trying to gauge a reaction from people on him, and they're like, what did you think of it? And what did you think of the show? And everyone has said the same thing. Like, you know, he kind of used to show up whenever he wanted to and stuff like that. And I think... I think Arn called it right that he would be amazing in the tag league um, this year, providing he could team up with his ego. <laughs> he he's the bad thing about wrestling at the moment, and I just yeah fuck that guy. <laughs> so yeah, we got very bored very quickly, and like he was running overtime, way overtime. So we went to ambition instead. Yeah, I would say I think it's going back on the Carnage match. Carnage is uh, joins a very exclusive club. I I never walk out of wrestling shows early or kind of not watch matches, but uh, Carnage does join a very exclusive club, including James Castle and and uh, James Davis at uh, Anarchy Pro just before Christmas, and they're matches I've walked out of. So there we go. Congratulations, Carnage. Well, well done. Well, I think as well, you know what? Like wrestling cult done a very good job of saying to this because they know they got a, a bunch of new fans and viewers yesterday and they were like right well we'll act like you said they were very well set up so they went in with it with a professional mindset and yeah. it wasn't met I'm with sure, a guy in that I'm sure that was helped along by the WXW they've seen what they do here and it was like we, we can learn from that and I'm sure they've been helped along yeah well we saw a WXW presence there yesterday as well obviously not just talent but people in the back as well yeah, and Tass was there as well yeah, yeah. So it, 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 I, I know we kind of buried it a little bit by kind of slagging off the main event and saying we left early, but it was really yeah, enjoyable. The main event was really fun. kind of a sour taste on the fun show. Pretty much every other match was good. Yeah, at least good. I thought the women's four was really good. Yeah, um, I really that, enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Two, uh, three ways. There was a lot of multiple man matches, and normally I hate that, but it was just fun. Yeah. yeah. If it does end up somewhere, like give it a watch. I don't know where it, where you can watch wrestling. Colton, if you can be completely honest. Yeah, give, give it a watch, but don't bother with the main event. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, 
the venue, like the production value, is no different to a you know a second tier British British independent show. Yeah, like and it was a cool venue as well. It looked cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if you close your eyes and d- close your ears and get out the German fans, I think you could have thought you were in a you know a small club in Camden. It wouldn't feel any different. Well, to that. The zinc factory. Yeah, <laughs> So then we went to Ambition, and uh, I was just having the time of my life on like standing at the ramp and Twitter to the left of me, Twitter to the right of me, Twitter in front of me. <laughs> it's all the Irish lads are on the ramp. <laughs> all of the Irish people, like, and we were just covering the ramp and it made... You had a pretty decent spot down there. Oh yeah, it made for such like a lovely atmosphere of just like chatting across the way and then occasionally a wrestler like a gladiator would just like come past <laughs> yeah. And obviously, yeah, I like, even like the music for this show um, felt like MMA inspired, like JMMA inspired. So I, I like that they put on that effort of like making it feel like a different show. They wear different gear, the wrestlers. Yeah, for example, Mario Salani didn't come out wearing his. Exactly, he was Mr. No Bullshit. Shit. Yeah, yeah, he came out as Mr. No Bullshit, and it was like, oh, this it was, is the, it was so much better. Yeah, this is the shoot fighter, yeah. Mario Salani. Yeah, I, really cool. I was pretty surprised at how busy it was. Yeah, there were more people like here. Last year there was like what three hundred. Yeah. I would like to hazard about a guess. Three hundred last year, but it's and then this year there's about five hundred. Yeah. Maybe more than that already. Yeah. So we probably won't run down every match because uh, that'd be quite difficult. Um, but like, what stuck out to you guys? Bobby Guns. <laughs> Last year, at the Ambition uh, show, I was like, "What the fuck is Bobby Guns doing in this tournament? What, what is he? What is he going to do here?" And then he actually cheated to get past uh, David Starr, and I was like, "That doesn't really feel like it's an ambition thing to do." Yeah. And then he got bodied by Matt Riddle, and I loved that. It was a good little storyline in Ambition where they don't really have storylines. They actually did that quite well. This year, Bobby Guns turned up, and I was so into his work because everything that he did was just so good. The other thing is, like yesterday, uh, sorry, yesterday, Friday on the media center, we did get. Obviously, Bobby Guns was on the media center, and he, you know, said he comes from an amateur background, and it yeah. was kind of, it was interesting to see. Um, while the turbine hull gets to um, close down behind us, uh, it was quite interesting to just kind of look out for the little bits of amateur wrestling in there and you know that was the sort of thing I was kind of focusing on during their matches Um, I definitely see with uh, Ambition I definitely think the right guy won in Timothy Thatcher but at the same time I think he definitely had a much easier route than Speedball did Um, Speedball faced one of the the guys that everyone's been talking about this weekend Jonah Rock um, and then went on to uh, beat David Starr again David, so you, you could have said David Starr would have been a shoo-in for ambition and that he could have won and obviously he fell short at the very end but I think a lot of the credit has to go on to Mike Bailey for ambition being a success this year mm. and also the Riddle Walter super fight I thought was probably the best like individual fight they did Controversially, maybe, but I th- I was a bit let down by it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really like the finish. Yeah, because um, it, it was the, very abrupt. They yeah. teased the, the the KO on Riddle, and they just kind of sprung up at nine, which was very wrestling as opposed <laughs> to shooty. Yeah, 
and then the, the finish was kind of out of nowhere. Um, I actually, I think my favourite uh, fight <laughs> on the on the show was Bobby Guns and Tim Thatcher. Okay, that was just like a straight. That up. was really good. and obviously really, really Bobby really Guns came out and he was so aggressive to yeah. start the match, and I was because instantly I thought, oh, Tim Thatcher's just gonna pick him, but yeah, well, it's like because he got bodied by uh, Riddle yeah. last year. It was yeah. almost like. Well, he's done all right to get through the first round, but now he's got Thatcher and he's just going to die. Yeah, and he didn't. <laughs> like, Bobby Guns took it to Tim Thatcher pretty well. And I think that's why he got such a huge reaction, both in Ambition, but then in Carrot Night 2 as well. Yeah. Like, people it's weird, talking about, respect him now. <laughs> talking about stars coming out of Carrot Weekend, I think there's an argument to be made that Bobby Guns is the biggest star coming out of Carrot Weekend. He's done wonders. He certainly won me. He's been winning me over ever since I kind of took the piss out of him at Carroll last year. <laughs> and he's just gotten better and better and better. And this year, he's been an absolute star. Mm. But yeah, I, I just thought that a lovely presentation and a really good atmosphere for the show. Um, and yeah, it's fun to see wrestling in a different light like that. It's a shame you won't be able to hear the crowd reaction to him on the VOD because it's well, oh, yeah, out. yeah. But the chanting was so loud you couldn't hear his music <laughs> which is insane in the Turban and Harlow because the, they blare that stuff out as loud as possible and yeah. the chanting was actually louder than the music for like Bobby Guns Turban and Harlow <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyone else want to say anything about Ambition or should we move on I I'm concerned because obviously I really wanted uh, I really want Tim Thatcher to go on and win 16 carat but I kind of felt whoever won Ambition out of Tim Thatcher and David Starr would it was like, like a consolation prize yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah. Tim Thatcher won Ambition which means David Starr is going to win 16 carat and that is yeah that's, that's kind of how I've been seeing it all weekend and I, you know I thought it's, if they, it's never been done before has it the, the never ever been done Ambition both in the same weekend it's just not been done but maybe Tim Thatcher's going to be the first person to do it since obviously we found out um, kind of uh, information regarding Tim Thatcher it might be a nice little bow out for him I'm sure we'll talk about that yeah. in a bit yeah we'll talk about that in a bit um, so yeah Thatcher won great promo from Tim as well yeah I've been watching Tim Thatcher for like three or four years I have a long he's been sort of in the big deal in Evolve and whatever but um, I always thought he just could not cut a promo and he tried and he was stawful so they stopped having him try this weekend he's cut two uh, probably the two best promos of his life the one that was taped uh, to go ahead on one of my one which is brilliant and the one that he cut after winning Ambition where he talked about um, starting at Ambition 3 and that was like his first uh, show for WXW and how he's gone from there to where he is now and how it's been a slow process and I, I was Felix Kohlenberg said to him that um, you're not going to be like a highlight real wrestler you're going to win people over by just doing the little things right over time and it's taken six years but (laughs) did I hear he's never going to be the please come back wrestler yeah he's not going to get the please come back chance but like everyone comes here because they know he's here he's that kind of wrestler which is 
but he's fucking awesome. He puts the professional in professional wrestling. It's brilliant to see. Uh, should we move on to Wrestling Deutschland then? Sure. Which was a, a madcap show, um, literally in one instance. Um, but six six different promotions from across Germany, each getting their own offer match on a bigger show. And effectively, the, so the premise of the show is at Tag League last year, uh, completely un, unknown to I think everybody, uh, they sent we've sent out invitations to every promotion in Germany, effectively, come on and put, a, put on a match. And um, for me, that was this was the, match, the show that I was looking forward to most out of anything this weekend. Simply, again, kind of before the wrestling cult was announced, um, simply for the fact is it's a bit of a variety to your diet. Like yeah. we we know, I, well, I know every pretty much everybody in WXW, and to get the opportunity to see, you know, it, it was kind of it, the kind of analogy I was talking to. I was talking to somebody yesterday. And it was like if if you if you went to the UK and you'd only seen progress and that was all you'd ever seen of British wrestling and then you know they did a show where Rev Pro, Fight Club Pro, Attack, everybody all did their own sort of yeah, just a match on you'd, you'd, you would immediately film even more well read and I think that was the reason why I was so really excited for this and I think it really paid off for me there wasn't a single match on that card which match I didn't maybe barring one that I was disappointed with at all I think they were all really 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 it's solid at least match. interesting even yeah. if they weren't and technically not maybe not all of them were my sort of thing but again that's that's exactly the point of the show it's a variety it's it, a bit of a well, it's, it's a wrestling festival isn't it so at a festival you get to see bands that you wouldn't normally see because sure. there's there's like 50 bands on and you're, you're there watching the stage waiting for the band you've, you've come for and here's some other ones that you might yeah. find something you really yeah. like what? so I mean also the difference in the match as well like Mike says oh if all the Brit rest promotions had a match on, a, on an offer show never all, no, what, it would never happen but all the matches would sort of feel the same whereas this there was like comedy stuff there was high flying stuff and not all of it worked like we say but like, I feel like every promotion kind of got across who they were yeah in a way Leguero fighting eight matches on one card would be a bit of a stretch <laughs> to be honest yeah that's the one thing with the rest in Deutschland um for me, it wasn't my favourite show. I thought it was yeah. it was good and it was fun. It was but my it, least favourite show of the four, to be honest. Yeah, it's, yeah. it was probably my least favourite show of the four as well. But the thing what what's kind of bothering is the fact that I think it's certainly in British wrestling. There's this single track mind of, of progress do what progress do and Rev Pro do what Rev Pro do and progress branching out a little bit with WXW, but. If rest, if British wrestling promoters would come together and do a show like that, it would be advantageous to a lot more people. Except there's this single-minded, we're going to do us, and this. If you want to come watch us, then fine. And there's no acknowledgement of any other thing. And I think you, you get like one or two promotions working together. So you get like Fight for and Attack running the yeah. show together, but it's not a common. There was that Brit Rest Fest a couple of years ago, wasn't there as well, where it was like there was that Brit Rest Fest as well, wasn't there? There was NGW. One yeah, where was a couple of promotions. I can't even remember who was on that. Yeah, the show was, uh, the promotion was. Yeah, but I mean, it, just imagine if British wrestling was to do a wrestling version version, and we had a match from Rev Pro, we had a match from Progress, and to try and expand it to a bigger audience, and say to you know certainly America, I think it would help the British scene grow even further if they saw this one super show of 
you know, the pro, Jim's woman saying, right, well, we'll put Jimmy Havoc first, someone who, who you know, do the best match we can do. I think the problem we would have with that is, like, I don't think we have that diversity of styles. There's, um, I mean, Attack do a lot of good comedy. Attack strikes me as the only one that really is. Yeah, it's Attack's like, the only one that stands out. On a sh- if we did a show like I'd this, I'd oversaturate it on. Yeah, every every everything else like Pro, Red Pro, and Pro very similar styles, don't they? Yeah. So, so that, that I did appreciate that, but there was a lot of different stuff on there, and like. Next step, re- next step wrestling came out with Fish Ringer Club, and it was like it was weird, but it kind of worked in the context. That's the thing. I'm, I'm not trying to, like, I'm not trying to say it to be a contrarian, but I don't think there was a lot of styles yesterday in wrestling. Do you think not? I thought we've seen that there's, there's some good stuff in German wrestling, but I thought a lot of it felt kind of the same. In it, it's, it's very difference in characters. There was a lot of different characters on those. So. Yeah. Yeah, I like the um, the swinger club. Um, were to me were not that different from the the guy that came out to five hundred miles. Like it was just oh, it's comedy and it's a different promotion doing comedy and it's like you know I, it was good. But yeah, I get what you mean. It was just interesting to see all those different characters. Like, yeah, go, little variations on other characters yeah. that we know, like Icarus in the first match. I was like. Carl looks like Marius Alani and wrestles like Travis Banks. Yeah. It was just seeing the little spins that I did think that after, after intermission when the WXW guys came out, the Academy guys, and also I think he has in the main event, the, these guys looked and felt more professional and like they weren't just playing playing pro wrestle. Yeah. Well, that is the case in, in Germany, WXW. Oh, yeah. The only promotion that's, that's anywhere near close to them is uh, uh, GWF, who um, didn't. Um, and NEW as well. Yeah, the, the, the promotions that didn't accept it. Didn't want to come here, yeah. which is strange to me. Yeah, the, the Ben, the, was it GWF? Is that the name of it? German Wrestling Federation. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. GWF is the one in Berlin. Yeah. They definitely want to do their own thing and have distanced themselves from this. Although there were people here who were trying to sell me on it uh, at the after party, saying like, you, "I got cornered. <laughs> I got cornered by like three uh, Berliners um, telling me I should go and watch um, uh, GWF." And I'm like, "All right, lads." <laughs> the one, the one guy was quite big. <laughs> You'll be impressed, gangmen, to watch that promotion. Yeah, yeah, really. That's I thought they're going to drag me into a van to take me to a. a to the show in Berlin today. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on Deutschland or should we move on to? I'm looking forward to it next year because I think obviously this year was a, a test of water and see what it's like. It, it was obviously a success um, and it could only be better next yeah. next year. Uh, of Jimmy, course, Josh Bowden yeah. no showed the show to much to our chagrin. So the big star I was looking forward to seeing this weekend actually did. All, all Japan Pro Wrestling's Josh Bowden. Yeah. <laughs> King of the Pop that was aware. But I actually thought it was a really good match, and if he was in it, like, would it have been as much fun? Or would he have just been like a complete killjoy? There was there was a section where it was um, Chris Jokic. He won obviously he he, uh, he won the match, uh, but he won the match after he uh, he did he hit the boat yeah a boat and breaker and got like a one count, <laughs> one count. so whether that was <laughs> definitely like a, a rib yeah. or something that was quite an interesting one wink wink <laughs> uh, Chris Jokic uh, of all the guys we saw on those two shows apart from the rotation who 
and yeah, but like the guys who've already worked for WXW. Yeah. Um, Jokic is the one that, yeah. that really stood out. He's going to be a, a one to watch. He was, yeah, he was the one who we hadn't seen before who I think stood out the most. He did stand out on that cult show, and it was. Yeah. When we were talking to people about the cult show, it was like they were asking, like, is, there, "Is there anyone good on this show?" It was like, "Yeah, Chris Jokic." Yeah, I was um, I was disappointed with Senza Volta. I mean, I can see why Southside booked him, but it like I just thought I wanted. I expected okay there, huh? I, expect, <laughs> I expected better, um, and I didn't get it. Like, like, am I missing something with him? I thought he was fun. I didn't think he really. I think he's probably the third best wrestler in the match, but uh, the third be- best wrestler in the match out of a triple threat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so sixteen carat night two. Yeah. It was. Well, I, we've sort of kind of buried the lead here, but we saw one of the best matches in Europe ever <laughs> <laughs> last night, and the payoff to months and years of a year. Story, year so, and yeah, a half. they said it was. They said it was really formulated summer last year, but it's. It's longer than that. It's a, it's a good yeah. year and a half. This is like story. basically everything WXW's been building to, kind of since like Ring Camp became a faction and like became heels. And it, I feel like just every, like this was the culmination of everything. And the three guys and obviously the match was supposed to be Walter versus John Klinger, but Walter had the stipulation in his back pocket, makes it a freeway, and boom, out comes Ilya, and the place explodes. Far, far more than it exploded for Jimmy Havoc returning. <laughs> it was absolutely incredible. Like that was, we were jumping up and down. Yeah, I mean, Kil- Kilby was mind. crying if he doesn't mind me saying. Yeah, that's the reason why my voice is so shot today. It, it was absolutely amazing, and that was just the the moment of his return. And then he wrestles this amazing match as well, which is so laden with meaning at every corner. You know the beautiful thing about that, the, the beautiful surprise about that was everyone, but everyone, set like was thinking about the stipulation. Yeah, and it would be a a gimmick match. It'll be either a street fight or something. Like that. Yeah, no one had it penned down that it. He yeah. could just go because we thought Ilya might show up this week. Yeah, yeah. Like, it seemed like we've, it yeah, would we've been happen, talking about not uh, in that scenario. Possibilities about like uh, maybe Volter gets screwed out of the title and Bones will be like, there is no one left, and then Dragonoff comes yeah. back, and it's like that could have been a way that they could have gone, but it's this was so much better. Oh yeah, like and having that full match I, afterwards. I'm still having chills. <laughs> Having that full match afterwards with those three guys in that set, like the the entrances were mania level kind of thing. Oh yeah! Like I was like, Bones got a band band playing his theme song, and he was just like absolutely killing it just on the entrance alone. Like I thought his like charisma and like his presence in that entrance was. All of them, yeah. like when Volta came out, seen in Volta's like entrance is one of the loudest, most sustained chants for one wrestler I've heard in <laughs> years, and that wasn't even the biggest pop of the match. Yeah, <laughs> this Ilya coming out was just took the roof off. Look. It just built 
it built so wonderfully in, uh, in that environment. Um, and yeah, just the match itself, they obviously referenced the 16 karat final a lot and they did the chops and Ilya's chest. Yeah, I thought like it, again. it's just to the 16 anniversary show for the 17th anniversary. Yeah, show. and these are the three guys who've been fighting each other for ages now. Like, obviously, the main event of 16 karat was Walter Ilya, the main event of Tag League and anniversary was uh, Ilya Bones, and obviously, Walter and Bones have been feuding all year up to this point. So I, I find it kind of nice that it's been Ilya Dragon Dragon's needed a year for his chest to recover. <laughs> Only and then the first thing to happen yeah, <laughs> is to take a, a chop from Bolsa. I thought this match itself, I know we're not going chronologically on it, but we're talking we're talking about yeah, the match. I um I didn't think that match was as good as the singles match, the Bolsa Ilya singles match. Um, but the moment was better. Mm. You know, I thought yeah. as a, no, just a standout match. It was, it was yeah. fantastic. In isolation, Walter Ilya from Carrot is better, but like this felt bigger because it was that combination of everything and the characters felt so huge. And I feel yeah. like the whole it's time felt like coming here, it's like it's been building to that moment. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like the future of WXW was on the literally like it wasn't any hyperbole there. Yeah. It sometimes can feel. Like it, that was. I say, Ilya looks right in there. amazing shape as well. Better than he did at uh, Carrot last year. Yeah. He looks. He's, he's put on a bit too much weight. He's trying to gain size, and yeah. he just put on a bit too much weight. But uh, no, he looked good. See, um, I'll quote Mike now. Uh, he said something to me when, at the um, uh, the Will Ospreay homecoming after he won the the fucking cup over in Japan. Yeah. If any promoter would want to be able to bottle that like and sell that that you know reception yeah. what we saw last night was the biggest reaction I've ever seen in wrestling you know I think that was kind of our hardest mania return that's kind of what it felt like it so like we've seen that clip so many times of like the crowd was absolutely erupting we had that yesterday and in an intimate venue it, like obviously it was the biggest crowd ever with 1,050 people but it felt like that to me. It was it's so loud. Like the reaction then, look, because we're up on the, I was with Dan up on the gantry, you guys were down on the floor, but we could see down onto what was happening and to see like everyone just like jumping up and down and uh, it was amazing. I mean, we're obviously up on the gantry, uh, we're in, in the press center, we're still with the workers and that, and no one, Christian uh, said about 10 people knew about this yeah. and that's it, N- none of the workers knew about this. Yeah. I was speaking to one of my, one of my friends who's, he's a trainee, but he also worked, he's been kind of working with because everybody kind of mucks in on Carrot Weekend and he was saying he was he was stood um, backstage yesterday um, about an hour before that match and he was he was doing something and he effectively got told by his superior uh, you need to turn around now and he's thinking you know what's okay well, what's going on and he basically said if you if you don't turn around now you'll be fine you have to go home and it was like this is how and he was like he thought he was joking at first and he was like no, you need to go. Likewise, Chris Brooks yesterday he was he, he was, I was chatting to him as well. He said about an hour again, an hour before thing, he went into a room and he got he immediately got told by somebody who's like, no, you need to get out. And it was like you know, still, you know somebody who's on the damn card being told like pretty much sternly get out of here. And it's like you know the wrestlers are real gossips, aren't they? So yeah. so you want to keep it from them. They were to everyone. Yeah. 
Well, he said he was lying, but it's, it's, that is the nature of the business, and mm. they did a great job with it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what makes it even more special, because Ilya had that aura around, like, when he left in December, people were like, I don't know, we didn't know. It was believable that he would be retiring. I mean, you know, obviously we're a bit smart, and we know that he's yeah. still young, he's, he's not going to be retiring, but, but like, we didn't know how long. We kind of believed, we kind of felt like, well, shit, maybe he is retiring, because we knew he had, he had, he had some serious injuries. Yeah. He's, you know, he's just had a, a child. Yeah, he's just had a child, and like he, he did say, you know, he does want to spend more time at home in his family. And I think, but he didn't win in December. It was like, oh, so they're not actually going to do it. Yeah, they're going to go a different route, and it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, but that's it what it was, felt they like. were deliberately saving it for carrots, so they could do it with the biggest amount of people there and most eyes on it as well. And it's not like, like compare it to Progress when they did that double switch, where they switched the belt and then they switched it back. So they could switch it at the big show. This was deliberately a case of like, we're just going to send him home so we can do yeah. it at the big show and make and it mean that, something. That does take balls to say to a wrestler, like, he's yeah. not going to wrestle. Don't wrestle for two, two months. months. Sorry, he won't get any bookings in the UK, so he wasn't missing out. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on this one? Or should we talk about the other two title matches and then we can do the tournament stuff? Okay, but we can do the title matches, I guess. Yeah. Uh, start with the shotgun title, go chronologically. Uh, and yeah, we already waxed lyrical about Bobby Guns this weekend. This was such a big moment for him because, as Nick Obi just said, and we'll probably include that in the podcast, uh, Mike Bailey is doing such great things right now. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world, undoubtedly. That was. So um, Bobby Guns to hang with him is incredible. That was the best shotgun championship match I've ever seen. Yeah, and they made it feel really important too in the build up. I thought, like, Last year, the other title matches felt a bit. You know, yeah, I think this is a bit gimmicky. It had this, a good build, but it's also that we, we've kind of lost sight of how good it was because the main event's kind of taken away from it. And there's another match we want to talk about later. The natural-looking kid that got a lot of buzz, but that that match was really good. Like the psychology in it alone was phenomenal. The, oh, yeah. the stuff that Bobby Guns did by um, I mean, Speedball's double jointed. <laughs> so breaking his finger and Speedball Break, putting it back yeah, in place. Breaking his finger, bending it back, and then taping it into place so it was literally. <laughs> Pointing backwards down his hand and for half the match. On it. Oh, the match. I had to look away. And yet we were all cheering for Bobby Guns because it's infectious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll say one thing about Bobby Guns, and you know, not to relate you guys too much, but like the whole the, the chant that like you guys created because you've been down on the floor. Yeah. And like I could see it was you guys starting the Guns Bobby Guns chant, like. You've really put over Bobby Guns this weekend, and once, <laughs> when when that when your section of the crowd started doing it, everyone started doing it, yeah. and then they started. You done at night one, and they done it night two as well, and I think that's definitely helped Bobby Guns. Definitely, it's very difficult to gauge because we're we're in a bit of a pit where we were. It's very difficult to gauge which is what is catching on, what isn't. Yeah. Now that that like it started, it was really loud where you were, and then it just spread. The Irish contingent has been a, an unsung hero. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of like British chanting that the Germans just don't want to do. So yeah. like the uh, the whole riddle uh, Spandau Ballet 
thing is like they don't really want to do that they don't want to sing songs they want to chant and that was just it was just a nice basic chant that they could get into when we was doing the absolute thing um, during the absolute Andy match um, Strigger kind of just he put his hand on my shoulder and he's just like simple is better and I was like oh, okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like but well done <laughs> well, do you want to talk about the women's match can do yeah uh, Tony, Tony it was interesting Jacoby said but arena got colder when Melanie yeah. Gray came in I didn't actually notice that because that it was so warm like we were completely plastered together and like sweaty wrestling fans so I didn't notice but I don't know if you did from on the balcony did you yeah, I think you turned around and said it's cold yeah <laughs> it did get colder and that, that, it's just those little touches of production and stuff like that 4D wrestling yeah. <laughs> it is 4D wrestling yeah. <laughs> so, you know it it was incredible the, the entrance was really cool but and Tony Tony Storm is so over she's she's the queen of WXW but the match fell a little bit flat for me yeah. I, I didn't think it was particularly great but I think they shot for epic with it so they did a lot of big big spot kick out big spot kick out and yeah. stuff um, and the actual structure of the match was fine but the execution wasn't all there. Okay. I mean, it certainly was the best women's match that we saw yesterday uh, from WXW. <laughs> I'd say so, yeah. I'd say so. <laughs> um, <clears throat> not going to be shooting on anyone, but there was another match that was the shit. Drizzling shits. It was, it was shit. <laughs> and unfortunately, any match that someone's been linked to this weekend has been shit like it's it's just not worked and I don't know if that's something that will be a continuing relationship I would question it um, since since those matches weren't very good but on this match uh, I thought like Tony does seem to build her big matches around the strong zero and like people kicking out of it like a badge of honor I guess to mark the big occasion but it, yeah. I feel like it should be like the definitive move if she hits it once you're dead like she doesn't need to hit it three times she doesn't need to get it kicked out of so I feel like that, maybe that's one thing that didn't resonate um, but again like the Irish contingent was so for Tony Storm. It was a, it was an exciting oh, atmosphere again. Tony's so great. Yeah, they made it. They made all three title matches feel like a big occasion. Obviously, the unified title was just monolithic, but the other two really complemented them well. So I think that is something that they improved on from last year is making the secondary titles mean a lot more to the overall weekend. What did you um? What did you make of the uh, tag team title match that opened the show yesterday? Oh, it, the, the I think it was number, number one contender. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I wasn't feeling amazing about this match. Like, I, it kind of just washed over me a little bit. I, 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 feel, I felt like I had things. to get back onto the floor to like experience the show. Maybe I felt a little bit out of it. So, oh yeah, I was on the balcony for the first half. But like, this is the one match I, I just didn't. I, I had scoops. So yeah. <laughs> I was listening to Aunt Scoops. So yeah, this match did kind of just wash over me. Uh, but yeah, it was fun to see from afar the Irish contingent going mental for Avalanche. It, it was fun to watch them on show, from, like, from on high. 
Uh, so yeah, do we want to talk about tour- tournament matches as well? Yeah, uh, Keith Lee has been star tournament and he's so far as well. He's done. I understand the reason they're booking him to get through to the, the semi-finals. Yeah. Because obviously there's a lot of steam around him at the moment. He's getting a lot of press. Um, but you know. It, I thought the spot that he's been in uh, to get to the semi, um, it could have gone to any number of guys. It just happened that he was there. He was yeah, it's like, it could, it could he's have been big in the star right now. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does today because, like, if he has like a monster match. Oh, today. he absolutely murdered Chris Brooks. Yeah, like, he, he actually <laughs> the killed spirit him. bomb and the, the cell on that was amazing. The cell on the spirit bomb is one of the best <laughs> things I've seen this weekend. He, Chris Brooks, flying like up into like the second rope of it. Yeah, it was a good second. It was probably as, as high as second rank, if not just yeah. a little bit higher. Like that was incredible, and I'm so glad he didn't kick out of it. Like that needed to be finished because it's like no one can kick out of that. Yeah, that was pretty incredible to watch. You don't need the ground zero after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's over. But yeah, I think we're maybe all in agreement that Tim Patch, a lucky kid, was. Well, not the match of the night because of the main event. But I, in fact, I called it last night. I said Tim Thatcher, lucky kid, was still my match yeah. of the night. Yeah. But I was so locked in on, like, so even good. up in the balcony, I was locked in on this match. Everything they were doing was just so much fun. Kid just provide like an energy to like counter Thatcher's sort of remorselessness, uh, and that roll up was so perfectly timed. It, yeah. it kind of felt like a New Japan main event because like it was like five minutes of just moments where you thought the match could end at any moment. When it started, <laughs> it was, really it was like, there's no way looking kids win here. He might even get squashed. But the structure of the match was so good that it, I actually bought into that. When he did the, the fluke pin, that he the, he did the same thing to beat Seidel yeah. on, on night one. When he did that fluke pin, I was like, oh shit, he's going to beat that. And yeah. I was actually like, I bought on it. And uh, I, I bit on like quite a lot of those near finishes. But also yeah. just like them attempt, attempting to hit their finishing move and like not getting all the way there like several times. Like Thatcher was trying to get Kid down um, for the submission. Yeah, yeah, it, it felt like a struggle. Like yeah. and it lasted for ages, and like they got closer and closer, and Kid was trying to hit his dragon suplex, and it was like. Who's gonna hit it first? Who's gonna I'll get the other one? Tim Thatcher's been, the other one out. been bullying people this yeah. weekend because they, he can do that because he's a big, big tough fucker, and it's about time he did do that. Um, lucky kid, he couldn't bully him because he's nuts. Yeah, he doesn't understand that he's being bullied. Doesn't he? Doesn't care. <laughs> so that it was just a, uh, this perfect storm of wrestling characters coming together. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Well, look, so, lucky kid's made from this weekend. He was so good. He, he was great at tag league. I thought he was a massive standout yeah. there. He's been even better this week. He's absolutely crushed it this weekend. The um, the addition with the face paint and uh, the writing down the arm, yeah, it just adds to his character. It's another level. It's mm. just like it just works really well. Uh, I, you just mentioned a name there, and I want to get some thoughts on it because I mean I've been shooting the shit out of him all week, uh, all weekend. Matt Sidell. Has he brought anything to this weekend at all? The thing is, he was a late replacement, so it was like he just basically slotted into a role that would have been somebody else's. I understand that. For for me, he's got the JT Dunn uh, role from Carrot last year, where he was here, which was a shame because JT Dunn is a lot better than Matt Sidon. 
by a country mile. I mean, at least safety done had that tag match on night three. Yeah, yeah, the really cool tag match. So hopefully tonight we'll see something from Sidell. But it'll probably be in that pre-main event flippy do tag. Yeah, doing all the But it's like I, I do get what you mean. Like he he feels like an irrelevance in today's world of wrestling. Like I mean, he he kind of did that to himself. He had a strong gig in New Japan and fucked it. Fucked it. Yeah, there's and now, now he's bringing out the X Division title, and it's like, whatever. Like, yeah. No, not even in Germany do people care about Impact. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just like, I just, it's a cheap shot, but I just keep shooting on the same thing. Like his Twitter handle is Find Evan. I'm still looking for the fucker. Like honestly, show up because you've done nothing all weekend. And, it's, and his Twitter handle is still a WWE thing. It's like, no, but like I'm. Weird. There's so many better names out there. Like last year, we got to see Koji Kanemoto um, in Carrot, and they said like everyone's kind of like, why is he here? And it's like, well, you know, WXW so have had a strong relationship with um, Japan for quite a while now. Yeah, and they usually and I think he did bring something to the weekend. Yeah, and also like Guns and Caspin got something from him. I mean, unfortunately, there's obviously a lot of work going on in Japan this weekend as well, but. I'm sure I'm, I didn't want a Japanese inclusion just for the sake of having it but yeah. I'm sure there was someone that they could have got that would have added that someone maybe like Jordan Devlin or something yeah. yeah I think it was just a case of they needed to find someone quick to fill that spot and yeah it wasn't as planned as oh, I'm as sure that yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it, I think it is as well. one of the missteps very few missteps of this weekend but yeah, yeah. Okay, that's when you have a, when you have a, a tournament which amongst amongst all the other matches has 16 people in it yeah there's going to be somebody who's kind of a little bit left yeah but you could put like a homegrown guy in there or just yeah yeah I someone I, who doesn't feel like a wash wash <laughs> he's like washed up on the beach <laughs> yeah no I completely agree with you there um, it, I think it would have if, if not for the brilliant match last night I, I was still kind of thinking worse people would have been better in the tournament yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with that but, um, Mike you uh we spoke about this um, a few months ago about coming into Carrot and there being such a strong British inclusion in this year um, with Mark Haskins, Travis Banks, obviously we class him as one of our own, um, Chris Brooks. Uh, How's yeah, that worked out? I was very you? against it. Um, yeah, I, I was saying there was just too many Brits um, in the tournament in general for, for, for me personally. Um, I'm still unsure of how I think about it. I'll be honest, I don't have an answer for you there. Um, I, I think Chris Brooks has been the best of the three, by far. Equally, I can... Travis Banks as well. I'm surprised he didn't get to the semis, to be completely honest. I, wow, that was a loud I, I, Yeah, something... It's just... Yeah. Um, <laughs> somebody took a big bump. Um, I'm... Yeah, kind of. I'm shocked, to be quite honest, that Travis Banks isn't in the semis. I probably would have put him there as the key. Yeah. Um, equally, I don't know. I Haskins hasn't had, done anything for me personally. But then again, I, as you say, as I was saying earlier, there's, there's 60 men in the tournament. This yeah. There is always going to be guys last, that don't do anything. Yeah, last year. You know, last year you had Dijak and Dunn. They didn't really do much outside the tournament. They did do the match on the Sunday. I expect them to do the same tonight. But. Um, yeah, also, I've I've really enjoyed seeing Mark Haskins work this weekend because I I've, I've only ever seen him a couple of times. I've seen him I think once at Rev Pro. Um, I think I saw him at Progress. I'm not entirely sure. Um, so I've not really seen too much of his work. 
but just watching him this weekend has really impressed me. His, tra- his transitions in the ring are one of the oh, best yeah, I've ever seen any wrestler do. And I really, really, really like him. Like, he's really good. Like, if you're going to have somebody in there as, central, as, <laughs> as filler, uh, you might as well have somebody who's really technically good to yeah. make everyone else look better. Yeah, he's, he's definitely served a role here. Um, we still have two more matches in, <laughs> in the quarterfinals to talk about. Skip over Star and Banks because it was just a bunch yeah, of spots. It, it and was, I didn't do it. It was a match, certainly. Yeah. I, I, non-tournament, but I did like Alexander James versus Jonah Rock. I thought, like, when it was... When he eventually got to the ring. When he get, eventually got to the ring. Like, it, it only needed to be a little match, like a little story, and it got across what it needed to be very, very well. And I thought James looks better off because of it. Like, he comes across like a sneaky fucker. <laughs> yeah, um, I liked Arn's point from yesterday. So, like, maybe this is just a little bit of a too big a setting. Yeah, yeah. For AJ. But then I said that about Thatcher, for, like, years ago. Yeah. And he's learned to take little bits of his game and just make them bigger so that it's, it works with a bigger crowd. And it's usually his face, but it's also the thing selling and stuff. I do think to an extent that Alexander James is the heir to the Thatcher throne, I think, in terms of WSW within, yeah. within, within, within five years, I think, if he sticks around, there's no reason to suggest he won't. Um, I think, you know, he's got a lot of potential to be kind of, you know, Thatcher in five years' time. Very good point. Um, likewise, I, you know, I kind of think, you know, when Jackson Stone was here, I don't know if that probably will happen again. I love it, bloody love it if he did come back. But like, you know, Jackson Stone again, he was somebody who kind of come from plucked from obscurity, really, in the you know, the uh, the, you know, the complete mess that is American wrestling, <laughs> and you know, he become a star in Germany. And I think, you know, I can't. I can't fault, fault these guys. Yeah, I really, I was old, I was invested in Jackson Stone at the Tag League as well. Like, he's such a shit-eating hill. Like, like you actually hate him, but like, <laughs> you're redeemable. You'd, quite, yeah, no redeemable qualities at all, but, like, he's the kind of guy you'd whisper in his ear, like, oh, I really like what you're doing. Like, yeah. Shall we talk about Absolute Andy versus Matt Riddle? And then we'll have talked about everything. That's <laughs> that match. I actually think I liked this one as much as the main hand is. Oh yeah? I think it would probably be one of my favourite one of my favourite matches of the weekend. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Obviously the beginning with Riddle kneeing him and getting the pin, wearing the sunglasses. <laughs> uh, and Andy's of playing into night one's finish, Andy's foot not being on the rope but weaseling his way under yeah. to get the match restarted. Like what fucking shit eater. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was really well done. The, the whole thing at the start was really well done. They had a very good match as well. It was, it was an easy match to do because they they both got this great move set, so they can do the, the big bomb spot kick out. And yeah. there was a lot of that. It was like um, like I was saying about Tony Storm and, uh, and Melanie Gray. They had that match planned out. They don't have the same move set to, to do it. Whereas uh, absolutely Andy and Matt Riddle like both got a lot of really big moves, yeah. so it worked. And yeah, I enjoyed that the way those big moves played out, and obviously the finish of the F5 from the top rope. <laughs> Riddle's insane <laughs> to take that, and like that is like a definitive finish. Like you're not nobody's getting up from that. So yeah, I thought it put over Andy really strong and to be honest I wouldn't mind if he just won the tournament from here <laughs> like obviously he's probably an outside bet because he's not trendy you know uh, 
but he's like the strongest character of the four people left, I think. Obviously, there's Thatcher, but we think yeah. because of the ambition win. The events of last night have made Andy more like more likely. Yeah. So many of the factors, the real attention grabbing, I think the tournament's taken a back seat now for me personally. Yeah, definitely. The attention grabbing thing last night was... Thank you. Uh, the attention grabbing thing from last night was Dragunov obviously returning um, and, you know, winning the title. So I don't think the there's no um, David Starr, you know, redemption storyline really with Alton for the title. Yeah. That's gone out the window. There's... I, I I think it's actually yesterday has blown everything completely wide open and I think you can have for, for, all, for all of his for all of his brilliant things absolutely Andy's not an established name outside of Germany at all and um, if he'd won and we hadn't had what happened yesterday I think it would have been like huh okay yeah the, he, the headline grabber has already happened so yeah so I think you could do it um you, I don't think you need to have the superstar that we all know winning. You know, yeah. I think um, I think Andy could actually do it. Yeah. I, I think that's one thing to say about this lineup for the final night, the semi-finals, is that it is wide open. Like, I, it's not nearly as strong a lineup as they had last year for the semi-finals because I thought that was like before big guys in the tournament. Whereas this is, I don't know. It, like you say, it's taken a back seat to what's been going on with the titles. For the kind of the good thing I think is I've gone from ninety nine percent sure well, ninety percent sure that I know who's winning and I think I've gone down to about sixty percent. <laughs> which you know, it's it's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely open. Sure. Any other thoughts guys, or should we wrap this up for today? Um, the- Looking forward to night three and seeing what it can deliver. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some surprises, certainly match-wise. We don't know what the semi-finals are going to be. And, I mean, <laughs> the final is going to get, be given every chance to succeed. So we shall see. We shall see. Um, and, yeah, we'll be recording later today about night three and the weekend as a whole. We'll see what our voices are like then as well. well. You can probably tell our voices are a bit me- messed up <laughs> after the after part. And that'll probably be even worse tonight. So we'll see you then. <laughs> We're just helping you out, Robert. Anyway, <laughs> we are here in the airport. We're very giggly, which means we've had a very good time. It's the end of our trip, but we have one more show to talk about. One more night of... Fantastic takes, fantastic wrestling, and yeah, just a bloody good time. Night three of 16 carat. We're here with Dan and Mike once again. Obviously, Arn is hey. here, Sands are near, and the voice. So My voice is pretty fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all just about surviving. Uh, but what, what were the highlights of night three for you guys? What stood out the most? Would- you, you were kind of upset with David Starr, weren't you? Were we going to start with my spirit bomb burial? Yeah, I was. <laughs> so, one of the semi, the first semi, that was the first match actually, wasn't yeah, it? Was. Keith Lee versus David Starr, so a uh, good place to start, but. Yeah. <laughs> so, in the quarterfinals, we talked about Keith Lee versus Chris Brooks. We said, oh, the spirit bomb ending was really good and looked very impressive. And that bit, the spirit bomb in this match, which Star took, was like that, but a million percent. He f- like flew across the ring, 
like halfway three quarters of the way across the ring flipped over like rock taking a a Stone Cold Stunner, and then kicked out at two. I couldn't see that punch, so I'm yeah. not sure. Well, as I said this morning, I don't think that was fully intended that it went down like that. Um, yeah. Obviously, with the Chris Brooks spirit bomb, it was, um, Keith Lee's hand was a lot like in, it was in the small of Chris Brooks' back, so he managed to lift it up a lot higher, made it look amazing. Whereas with David Starr, he caught the back of his thigh and lifted, which of course, in turn, flipped him over so it weren't entirely David Starr's fault but I thought it, it was the spot that it was and the, the match still had to go on so of course yeah. he had to kick out of it but you know I don't think he should have I don't think the match should have ended there but you know it's just, it was the spot that it was maybe he should have saved that spot for a little bit later yeah. I don't know, I just think because like, they built up moves to be so important throughout the weekend, but like, something like that is very egregious. Yeah, it's kind of something that they, they try and do, they try and build up a move as being a killer move, yeah. they do it all weekend, death, 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 and then the point at which they, they go out is when it doesn't work. And I actually kind of like that um, Star had been finishing with his lariat. Not every match he's been finishing yeah. this lariat did this murder lariat on, on Keith Lee and it was completely no sign. <laughs> <laughs> that was like saying this guy's at a higher level than the ones who We have to contend with announcements. <laughs> what are your takes on <laughs> 16 carat night free? Yeah, could she manage, yeah, could she manage she just fucking bing yeah, David Starr's a fucking wreck. <laughs> <laughs> it's all kicking off on the British round table. Uh, so Star couldn't finish with the Lariat, so he finishes with the Canadian Destroyer. Yeah. So it was like a building of, like, if this doesn't work, so this will work instead. And that played out uh, all the way through. Mm. And then the semi second semi-final we had Andy versus Patcher. I really enjoyed this match. I, I thought, um, I've said it, a million times of this weekend. This is the best Tim Thatcher we've ever had. This is, this is the best Tim Thatcher's ever been. He's wrestling better. He looks better. He looks happy. He's cutting yeah. fantastic promos. Absolutely. Like, and that's something you never have said before with Tim that Thatcher. That shotgun promo was cutting like right promos, from yeah. Heart. Yeah. yeah. It's just him. Just just be him, you yeah. know. And it's really working. Yeah. And then Andy contrasting that with yeah, just being a massive prick. <laughs> yeah, it, it works good. really well. Um, I did really like Thatcher taking the wrench off Andy. Just used oh yeah, she grabbed it, gave it to Tass. <laughs> that, that was, was really good. that was an exceptional visual, um, but it didn't work out for him. No, and I think that was the biggest swerve of the entire. Obviously, we'll get onto the winner in a bit, but I think that was the biggest swerve of the of the weekend. We really expected Thatcher to be going through to the final. Yeah. But to fall at the semi-final was like, wow, like it's pretty, pretty awesome. I was pretty sad about that because of all the guys in the tournament, that's the the guy that I had the investment with. The, yeah. The emotional connection. Yeah. But it, it felt quite crushing, and obviously later later events paid it off, and yeah, yeah well, <laughs> it they seems had 